Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Think of myself as a, a man of faith. This here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back to the true withers show with true withers i am true withers happy wednesday um i regret to inform you nothing happened yesterday so we probably this will probably be a short one um but before you get out of here can you give us a thumbs up and subscribe you can chat with us if you subscribe a thumbs up would really help us out scoob come on in here uh we've got some big news we are also joining the class action lawsuit against the NFL. Um, yeah. Uh-oh. I'm no longer muted. Uh, hey. Just sent in the paperwork. It's on the way. Um, it's in the envelope. Uh, we got the best lawyer team in the country working on this. Yes, we have our legal beagle. That's why Jam's not here yep. today, really. Um, yep. he's, he, he's attacking the, 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 the paperwork. Yep. Uh, as we like to say in the legal world. Jim has several envelopes. Don't, mm-hmm. don't you worry. Several, and they are thick. They are about this thick. He's got 10 of them, minimum. Yes, yes. So we're in there too. Um, Goodell said he would be joining us today. We'll see uh, how yeah, that shakes out. Yeah, Goodell said he should be here. Um, <laughs> he said he's ready to face the music. That's what he the text said to me. So Yeah, so we... We've got a couple of people on standby in case Goodell can't make it. Either way, we're going to have our first guest today. Mm-hmm. Please stick around with a bit of a tease, if you will. Uh, but first thing, I, I, I feel like there's nothing else to discuss right now. Yeah, uh, no, I feel like it was it was a pretty slow pretty news day. Like... Like, Watching basketball, I got in bed early. I'm yeah. Like, oh, what, what, I went to bed at 3.01 yesterday. As uh, soon as we logged out of here, I hit the, hey, what uh, What did I miss? Is any... I mean, um, I think there's, there's something with some text messages. Someone someone was sending text messages, I believe. Okay. Um, do, we know, do we know who? Oh, it looks like it's a... Someone named Bill BB. Do we know? Do we know any BBs? Any prominent BBs? Bill, Bill Bellamy. I haven't talked to Bill Bellamy in. Ooh, haven't heard I've that name Bill in a Bellamy while. In like seven years, man. I mean, it could be. It could be. Uh, I mean, who's a uh, Bill Burnham, the comedian? Yeah. It could have been Bill Burnham, the comedian. Yeah. Um, well, it could Bo Burnham Bo, or Bill Burr. Oh, Bill Burr. I got that. I was putting the names yeah, together. Yeah. Ooh, I, I mean, ooh. it could have been either one. It could have been. Um, ooh. I was gonna say it could be a big black of a uh, Robin Big fame. Uh, yes, he passed away several years. Yes, ago. yes. Um, Braxton Berrios, uh, I think Bob Barker. I think it was Bob Barker. Bob Barker was like, "Hey, it's me, Bob Barker. Congratulations on oh, getting the Dolphins job." It was Barry Bonds. Barker. It was Barry. It was Barry. Oh, okay. Well, actually, actually, chat. It was it was none other than a. 
Bill Belichick. What? Uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, he made a mistake. He made a mistake. What are you? What are you? What are you talking about? You got you. you I, I, I feel like you're just yanking my chain, man. So Bill Belichick had a he had a little senior moment, and he he congratulated Brian Flores for a job he did not get. Okay, I can see how that would be. And he said, he, "I can see how that would be problematic." Yes, and he well he he congratulated Brian DeBall um before before Brian Flores even interviewed. He congratulated him on the job. So, I mean, they, they, I mean, should we just can we, yeah? I'll just say yeah. Can, can can you read through these? Yeah. Well, do you want to be one side and I'll be the other side? Yeah, let me. Okay, uh, I, gotta okay. get, I gotta get zoomed in here so yeah, I can yeah, make yeah. sure I can. Uh, yeah. Read it. Um, oh yeah, I'll share it in the Discord for you. Yeah, yeah. If you can't, I want to get my lines. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's together. still a little small, but. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Gotta get the gotta get the the, the monocle on. Yeah, I really do need a monocle. Would be so sick, dude. Wait, is this really? Wait, okay, here we go. Wait, how do you pronounce? Wait, it's not. Wait, they're saying I'm I'm butchering, I'm murdering every person's name. Who, wait, whose name? It's Brian DeBall, not Brian DeBall. Uh, Dayball. Dayball. Oh well. Yeah. Hey. I mean, the chat's a little sad. But it's Dayball. Hey, uh, I'm not gonna learn a guy's name when he's not the head coach. What am I? What, yeah. What? Uh, what am I? A fan of an offensive coordinator? Yeah, what do you look like? Uh, I wouldn't be caught dead. I've got to find. Okay, 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 okay. I'm ready. All are right. You gonna be you go which uh, you gonna be Belichick or are you gonna I, be Flores? Um, I I suppose I'll be I'll be Belichick. I'll be the bringer okay. of bad news. Okay, you be Belichick. All right. Um. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> all right. Um. What 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 sound alert would Brian Flores have? <laughs> now I feel like it's some old. Uh, all I do is win, 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 no matter. All right, here's the text. All right, uh, sounds sounds like you have landed. Congrats. Is that what he sounds like? Bill Belich. Did you hear something that I didn't hear? Giants. All I do is win. <laughs> I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. Got it. I hear from Buffalo and New York Giants that you are their guy. Hope it All works out if win. you want it. <laughs> That's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, coach. Thank you. Boy, this is swell. Me, Brian Flores, the new coach of the New York Giants. My interview is in two days, but surely my reputation. All I do is win. Sorry. I fucked this up. Hold on, on, coach. Hold on, coach. Hold on, coach. Coach, are you talking to Brian, Brian Flores or Brian Dayball? I'm just making sure. <clears throat> Sorry, I fucked this up. I double-checked and I misread the text. I think they are naming Dayball. I'm sorry about that, BB. Motherfucker. Thanks, Bill. All I and do scene. is win, win, win. <laughs> I think that's exactly how it went. Um, I, I mean, you can wow, just... What a... But thanks, Bill. You can hear the heart just like 
just die. And also in that moment, that's when I'm like, all right, my lawyer is the next person I'm texting. Yeah. Now this is, I, I, I know there was like a two hour difference, but I just, I, I need to know the exact moment when Brian Flores was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I Bill Belichick never talks to me. Like, <laughs> he's never said a nice thing to me in my life. Yeah, like I mean, it it had to be. I mean, right right after when he mentions Buffalo, you know, like yeah, that he sent the first text back, and then he thought about it a little bit, and was like, "Why did he mention Buffalo?" Yeah, Buffalo. Right like, I've never been no damn Buffalo. Uh, and then he's like, "Hold on, hold, Bill, Bill, please don't tell me what you're about to tell me." They had a whole conversation. Like, it wasn't even like he just sent, like, immediately sends, like, oh, shit, I sent the wrong Brian. They had a whole conversation. But I was like, what do you mean, dumb dumb? You, the Bills job. What do you mean? It, yeah, uh, yeah, he was like, what do you mean? The Giants. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, uh, I love that this is the only one he signed off, which leads me to think he didn't send the rest of them. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's you know what I'm weird. Or maybe, no BB on the, yeah. Yeah, maybe he just realized the seriousness of the situation and he got the super brevity. serious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Dre makes a good point. It's been said by a lot of people. Do we think Billy Belichick did this on purpose? Uh I would uh I honestly think so. Like I honestly do. Because he... not only not only does it, it, it the, the the Dolphins might be forced to sell the team and all that. I mean, yeah, this this might get bad. <laughs> this might get really bad for a lot of people very fast. So, like, I mean, that that would be some grand grand wizard level chess. But I don't know, man. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, the chat's filling in. There's for sure. Everybody's saying, uh, I mean, Billy got it. Dude, he does, did it on purpose. I mean, was Robert Kraft in the fraternity? Do we remember? Ooh, DKE, I don't remember. This he is, may have been. This is some very, this is like a conspiracy level thought it's some, here. It's some, it's some DKE behavior for certain. For certain. Like, this is a web of a web of deceit exposed. Yeah, Bill did. Well, here's the thing. Here, here's what I wonder. If he did it on purpose, I'm hearing one, people, I've heard one side, it's like he hates the Giants, they beat him twice. On the other side, I'm hearing it's like he knows everybody in that bit. Like they keep hiring Patriots people. Like for a while, they hired like Joe Judge and yeah. like you know what I'm saying. They bring in Patriots people, so he's good with them. I've heard the he's getting back at Flores. You know, just another you know coaching foe now. And I've also heard, hey, he's helping him out, right? Like this is the smoking gun for yeah. like an investigation. This is this is he's like this would look pretty good in text. And Belichick's like. I'll send. I'll play so dumb, dude. Yeah, I. It, it's like at one level, I do see like fucking over a lot of specific rivals, like a division rival and a Super Bowl rival that you got a little bad blood with. Sure, but also it could have just Bill Belichick's like what seventy two years old. He's not a young man. Like, um, it's like someone they said in the chat earlier that he probably had their names in his phone as assistant Brian, you know? It's, yeah, it definitely just says Coach Brian. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely Coach Brian. Um, also, I didn't know Brian Dayball and Bill Belichick were that close. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know they were on, uh, like, Flores worked for him for some years, right? Like, yeah. I think like 10 years, actually. Um, yeah, and I don't think Dayball worked for him at all. So, yeah. That's, I mean, I, I don't that, know. Yeah. It feels weird. 
Yeah, people are saying like, yeah, like he's. I mean, he hates the Giants lost to him, but I don't even like that. I feel like he probably like Coughlin and Eli. Like those are the people he probably is not buddy buddy with. Yeah, those ten years, like those people aren't even in the league anymore. He's probably, I feel like he's probably good with them. Um, Rosebud says he thinks Bill just loves chaos and hates the NFL and Goodell. <laughs> I am Bill. It's me. I'm Bill. I was Bill all along. I just think it's like I just think he had made an accident, and uh, I mean, geez, I mean, he's old. Keep the phone away from the old man, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So day, people saying Dayball was a pay. Okay. So, oh, okay. So both were both were. I'm okay. So I'm oh, almost he, certain. Oh, he was a tight end coach. Okay. I'm almost okay. certain he just had like Coach Brian Pats. Okay. And they just texted Coach Brian Pats, and it was Flores, and not Dayball. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that has to yeah, be what so it they, is. Interest. I think that kind of, I mean, Flores and Dayball. Can we pull up their story? Like they they had to overlap some in New England. Um, but they were both there ten years. Yeah, let's look. Um, yeah, saying Dayball was a defensive assistant. I know he was at Alabama for I don't know, a couple years. And yeah, Anthony's saying Billy Boy made an accident. Like I, he's just, I, he's I just old. I think that's he way more likely. Old. That's way more likely. It might, yeah. You can't attribute like malice to stupidity. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can, but like it's just see. a okay. senior moment. Let's see. Okay, so he was with scouting assist. This is Flores. Okay, yeah, Flo- this is Flores. 04, 05, then pro scout 06, 07. Scroll up a little bit. When did he get into the coaching? Uh, go up, up. Oh, up. Let's see. There we go. There we go. Okay, so then, so he went from scouting assistant to pro scout, pro scout to special teams assistant for a couple years, assistant offensive special teams coach, defensive assistant, safeties coach for a couple years. So he, they were really the only organization he was ever with. Yeah, I mean, I just I, part of me feels like so, is there is there how does Bill fuck that up? A guy that worked so long you, for him, you know, like I don't know. I don't know, but you know, you know, if they were Bill's like, hey man, I just thought he was coach coach guy. He was just coach offense and had coach defense. Yeah, true, true. X's and O's, not the Jims and the Joes, but he was literally there since two thousand and four. Um, oh, okay. So Slattery Donahoe, that's a good idea. Uh, he forgot about Dayball entirely, saw a text that said the Giants are hiring Brian and thought Flores first. <laughs> I don't buy that at all. Oh, man. I don't buy that at all. He said he heard from Buffalo. Why would he hear from uh, Buffalo about Brian Flores? Yeah, that's true. He mentioned Buffalo specifically. Yeah, I don't buy. Uh, give me uh, Brian Dayball. I want to see where. So Flores has been in the mix with them since 04. Mm-hmm. He, okay, so 2013 to 16. That's where their paths cross. No, also beforehand, 2002 oh, to 06. Oh, okay. So, okay, so some old... Uh, so, okay, they got there really around the same time. Yeah, they were and both they there. And came back. Yeah, so yep. they... Interesting. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Yeah, oh, give oh, me wait. Dayball. Um, wait, hold on. Flores showed up. Oh, no, as no, he was an executive at the Patriots, so they were there the same time. They were. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Was co- and then he went from scouting yeah, to coaching. Yeah, that tended- and Dayball yep. was already coaching. Yep. Got you. Yep. Interesting. Uh, yeah, LD Bill's way too smart and, and meticulous to mess up like that. Counterpoint, he's also like 74. Yeah, like he's smart. Also, and- <laughs> double counterpoint. 
kind of stunk these last couple years. Yeah, and I mean, he's smart and meticulous when it comes to football, not like right, using right. an played, iPhone. He, yeah, he's a football <laughs> genius, right? Like, like, like Tom Brady is a football genius. Do you think Tom Brady? Like, they're probably like basic tasks. Yeah, Tom, Tom Brady couldn't couldn't put together like a, a hundred piece puzzle. He's like, this is not football. Yeah, like try to ha- hand Bill Belichick one of the tablets on the sideline. Let's see how well he navigates. Yeah, it. Tip- like, like Bill, I need you to uh, change your tablet from a uh, light mode to dark mode. <laughs> and he's like, I, 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 get this out of here. Only if uh, you make the text two sizes larger for me first. Then yes, I'll do I need. Ex- <laughs> I need the woman's voice reading off everything I'm seeing on the screen. Um, yeah, Andrews with the Bill doing the old whoops. Did I? Uh, yeah. Did I accidentally? Send it to the wrong did I accidentally blow up a whole thing? Oopsies. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. Oops. Um, okay, so that's is that's the Giants portion of this. You go to the ESPN link. He's suing the NFL and three teams. Yes. So that's the Giants portion. The Dolphins portion is the juiciest. Yes. So let's Where, see. Yeah. Um, right here. Boom. Here we go. Okay. Flores alleges that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross attempted to incentivize him to tank or purposely lose games shortly after he was hired in 2019, with Ross allegedly offering Flores $100,000 for every loss that season. Flores says that as the team won games late in the season, Dolphins general manager Chris Greer told him Ross was, quote unquote, mad. That the on-field success was "quote unquote" compromising the team's draft position. Additionally, Flores alleges that uh, Ross pressured him into recruiting a prominent quarterback at the end of the 2019 season, which the coach refused, as so not to violate the NFL's tampering rules. Ross then allegedly invited Flores out onto a yacht for lunch in the winter of 2020, where he informed him that the quarterback was conveniently arriving at the marina for an impromptu meeting. Wow. Yeah, give me a scroll a little. Happened to be in the neighborhood. Yeah, what uh, what are the odds? Uh, Flores refused the meeting and left the yacht. Flores alleges he was treated with disdain and held out as someone who was non-compliant and difficult to work with, end quote. Where, where do we want to start there? Good Lord. I mean, uh, I suppose we should start with the, the tanking part because okay. I saw... P- Hugh Jackson was on Twitter saying that the oh oh, oh we'll, we'll get yeah, the Huey boy yeah we'll get there but yeah so, we'll get the Huey boy um, I, I mean I would say this is the most important because Ross the owner he's got heavy investments into sports books too so like oh does he yeah he's like I'm pretty sure he's invested I don't know which one specifically we can look but, that up oh let's look that up yeah let's see where Stephen we find out he's in the uh, fraternity too. Or the uh, the uh, DKE, that's interesting. Here it is, 2019. Uh, he invests. He invests in sports be- betting startup. Hmm. Look at that. Look at that face. Um. He also last year the Dolphins. Um. The Dolphins tweeted urging Floridians to vote no on a ballot initiative. That would have made it harder to legalize sports betting nationwide. Okay, so wow. Wait, so he's against it? 
No, 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 no. He no, no, no. Oh, he invented. Okay, he. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, he he wanted to make it easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Okay, so yeah, people are saying in the chat it's Tom Brady. I feel like it's all but confirmed. It was Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Yes. Like the quarterback was Deshaun. Because again, if you think 2019, that was three years. That was going into Brady's last year with the Pats. So it's like I guess there was a little tension there, but I don't I don't remember ever hearing Brady to Miami. No. Maybe maybe it was. I just don't remember it. Um, they said it took place in 2019, so it couldn't have been Watson. What I mean, what what you mean, hard Like he was not alive in 2019. What do you mean? <laughs> um, either way. I'll say I think it's interesting. I I was under the assumption it was Watson, which I thought was interesting because the whole time I thought it was a Flores was a Watson guy. Yeah, true. So true. I thought they split, and again maybe they split once they saw they weren't going to get it. They were like, uh, "Yeah, he we wanted to all along. Mm-hmm. We loved you, buddy." Um, yeah, man, their tweet saying it's. Bra- oh, I mean, listen, man, their tweet saying I like you know what I mean, but saying Les Washington was playing the text. I mean, I have to imagine. Deshaun Watson, I don't know, wanted to get out of the Texans before he got like right. Like there's, he has a no trade clause. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has a no trade clause. Yeah, no. Right, he negotiated that into his contract. That just feels like a very bizarre thing for a franchise court, like the guys that never get traded. Like if Josh Allen just negotiate, like hey, just in case. Let's see, 2019 Watson. we don't know that, right? Like it feels like this came out of nowhere for twenty. So I, I don't. It's either it was Brady or Watson, either like a a prominent quarterback. Either way, um, is Tom Brady the kind of guy to show up to the yacht for an impromptu meeting, knowing it's against the rules? I don't. I feel like no. Tom Brady plays by the book. Yeah, I think we've all we all know that Tom Brady. Uh, like he's already got enough shit. He's not gonna tarnish his legacy like that. I don't think. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, uh, like. Who the quarterback is kind of doesn't matter. Like you know what I mean. Like the the point of it is, but I hate, they were they're they're saying they're saying all the reporters are saying it was Tom Brady. So I guess okay. But listen, I'm fine with that too. But either like the I think and I think Flora's point is, I mean, if y'all gonna do this, one y'all gonna do it. But if it gets like if it if people find out that me and Tom Brady are on this boat, who's gonna get the blame between the owner Tom Brady and me? Right, right. Me, right. I'm clearly Tom Brady's not gonna get. Yeah, they're gonna cut him. They're gonna take the Dolphins from Raw. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. On Flores' side, uh, Flores' side, I see why. If he's like, "Hey, man, I can't," you know, I can't be in the room with the work, right? I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. True, true. Why, y'all handle that stuff. Yep. Um. So that's why the hundred thousand per loss mm-hmm. is interesting because one. They hired him in 2019. How did they not have this? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Two. Yeah, like that. That didn't track to me. Two. A hundred thousand to lose it. It's. I mean, one. It's wild. Like a NFL owner actively paying his coach to lose games. I I don't want to overreact, but is that like? Can he keep? If they prove that, can he keep this team? Like if they prove that, I don't know if they can keep this team. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I, I mean, I don't think you can because that's just that's that's league breaking. You're like you're you're not betting with the books, but you are. I mean, even stronger. You're directly influencing. But also the thing, like of course, Flores knows it. But again, one black head coach right now, 
If he he might get that money in the short term, but he gets fired when they stink and never gets another opportunity. So it's it, it's similar, and again, it's where Hugh Jackson comes in. Uh, because Hugh J, oh boy, Hugh Jackson was tweeting today. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, the, the the one thing I can't get over is that the guy has invested into like Action <laughs> Network. He's literally invested into like the books and stuff. I mean, that's perfectly fine. I mean, come on. Here's the thing. He's a businessman. He clearly knows the divide between my dolphins are over here and my books are over here. And and the, never the two shall meet. If you look at this, the Kraft Group, which owns the Patriots, was an early investor in DraftKings. Oh, I didn't know that. So I mean, it's I like, didn't know that. This, yeah, this feels like it's something deeper than just a head coach in a way. You know, you know. To be honest, this is to me. I mean, on a much different scale, but it's like busting people for weed, busting people for weed, busting people for weed, and now it's legal and you can sell it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And now on the yeah, give me that screen again if you can. The one we're just on, um, this one with the craft group stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so it's like now these sports uh, owners in these teams like direct interest. Like, how is it not a direct interest? You know what I mean? Um, but that's the case. I want underdog to buy the Knicks. <laughs> Rudman. Uh, <laughs> I want say in the roster. Yeah. Like, how is there? Yeah, I'm looking. I feel like the chat's pretty much in agreement. It's like he has to. Yeah, the thing he'll have to sell it for a uh, smooth nine billion dollars. That'll that'll really get him. That'll really uh, look at look settle at, his hash. Look at who led. Look at who led the the financing for Tita Capital. The former owners of the UFC. Hmm. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. Uh, and yeah, yeah, Connor says, why are black coaches always the fall guy? That's the game, man. We ain't heard of none of these, none of these white coaches being paid to lose that we know, like that we know of. Uh, and if that comes out, boy, the NFL might be done. Um, but yeah, Cully gets it for one year. Hugh, I mean, Hugh Jackson caught a lot of shit. But again, if he was literally being like paid or influenced to like mm-hmm. lose, right? Like by yeah. the owner, this happening two places, like it's not a, Stephen Ross wasn't a bad apple, right? This, yeah, no. How do we know how often this? You know what I'm saying? Do we know if Dan Campbell's getting a little something right now, or um, yeah, could it be Urban Meyer. Um, I mean, who knows with Urban Meyer? It could yeah, have that's been not Urban Meyer. That's not insider trading, dude. Like, it, it, I own the I own the Broncos. I know for a fact we're getting Rodgers. Hammer Broncos to win the. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or like. The way I see it is, like, if you're the Dolphins, you're paying the coach to lose. Mm-hmm. Every loss that you accumulate, people will start to bet on your side more because they say, well, they're not going to go 0-16. This is the week they win. So every mm-hmm. week, the money goes on you more and more, I feel like. Right. Yeah, and, I mean, it's and you. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's insidious stuff, man. Like, there's multiple ways to look at how it could be used to be shysty for gambling purposes, you know? Now I want, Anthony brings up a good point. So, uh, Adam Gase was for sure being paid to lose. Now, Adam Gase for sure stunk. Mm-hmm. But do we think that, like, Stephen Ross just started this with Flores? Like, who's to say he was, like, you know what I mean? Who's the, Yeah, we want, because that draft, it was the going into it, it was still the tanking for Tua. Yes, yeah. It was still tanking for Tua, so... 
I see uh, it was people saying like, well, if they tanked, they would have got Burrow. And it's like I, the coach after Brian Flores would have got Burrow. <laughs> yeah, Flores like, knew his time was up already at that point. Exactly. The coach after him would have got uh, to cook with, with Joe Burrow. So Clayton says Steve Ross won at Harbaugh. He said he wasn't going to have him leave UM. Now he's going to the Vikings. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. But that's very – is that confirmed? I saw it was it was all but. Yeah, uh, I saw it was all but confirmed, and then the Vikings tweeted that they did a it's an interview with a black coach, like right after the stories came out that Harbaugh was pretty much confirmed. So right, so yeah, but, I mean it's Sick. it's cool. It's nasty, man. Uh, which leads to the Broncos part. Do we got the Broncos part? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the Broncos. Isn't that because this is it's it's just it's really nasty all around. Um. Oh, also, we forgot to talk about one thing with the Giants part. Okay. It's that they were texting him for two days after Bill texted him that, acting like they hadn't already hired uh, Dayball. They, yeah, because he still had his interview set up yeah, two days later. Like, they literally texted him asking, like, what what would you think about being the head coach and Dayball's your offensive coordinator? Like, you see him, like, clearly, clearly playing. Yeah, right? like, like, yeah. If you give the other guy the job, you give the other job. The don't... Don't play in my fucking face, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're growing here. Yep. And the thing was, yes, I was, <laughs> I was going back and forth with a guy yesterday, but it was multiple people like him. So uh-huh. I don't want to say that. Like, I would love to just be like, it was just one guy. But he was saying, he was like, so what's the, pro-? he was like, the owner wanted, the owner for the Giants uh, wanted Flores. But he didn't get, it. I was like, what are you talking about? The owner, listen to yourself. The owner, the owner wanted him it was like well he said he was going to give it to the gm and let the gm make the decision i was like okay so one who hired the gm probably him two what gm are you getting you get the gm that comes from buffalo <laughs> who's he gonna hire yeah and so the right. guy's like i mean what's the pro-? he had a favorite what's the pro-? i was like bro that's the whole like yeah like the job was given away like sewed up sewed up yep. before he even had a chance yep. and his interview was a sham yep. and he knew it and I've seen it be at well why would you still go it's one of those things you just don't as, as, as a black coach he just doesn't have the luxury to be like well I'm just not going because then it comes out oh Brian Flores blew off his interview yep. you see what I'm saying so it would never ever be uh, like same with the Broncos yeah do we have the Broncos part yep, um, yep. I got that pulled up yeah, yeah, here we go. So Flores alleges uh, that a similar scenario occurred when he interviewed with the Broncos for their head coaching job 2019. Flores said that De- a then Denver general manager, John Elway, among others, arrived to the interview an hour late and hung over, alleging they had been, quote, drinking heavily the night before. Now, I heard somewhere, again, I don't know how true this is. This is allegations, but apparently they were drunk celebrating with Vic Fangio, who they eventually hired instead yeah. of. So I don't know how true that, but either way, like, but again, if if Flores showed up to the, his interview an hour late, if he showed up drunk or smelling like lick, we would have found out by noon. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? He never would have, he, he would have had to been uh, quality control. They would have bust his ass back down to the minors. Oh, he, they, he wouldn't even have a job. They would have just texted every other owner and been like, you never believe what Flores did today. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Um, so the Giants are a fault, the Dolphins, the Broncos, 
the NFL as a whole. So I will ask you, and I'll ask the chat, what do we, I guess, what do we think? Like, does Flores still want to coach? Because I feel like he's still, like, actively interviewing. Well, like he wants to, but this I, is, I feel like is going to make it a lot tougher, I should say. I read that he told the Saints and the Texans that he was filing this lawsuit before he applied for the jobs or whatever. So... Uh, so they knew this was coming, and they've still been interviewing him. It appears. So, so they knew to just throw his, uh, his application in the garbage. Yeah, probably. It was like they went through with it. I was like, yeah, we we know how serious these NFL interviews are. Um, so I I I, I guess I don't know because the way he was talking, it's like he wants to coach. He said he's like, yeah. I, like I have like a gift to coach, but he was like, this is bigger than me. Yeah. And so it's like I don't. I've got that pulled up right now. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. It says, God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football, but the need for change is bigger than my personal goals. Flores said in a release put out by the law firm representing him uh, in the case, and making the decision to file the class action complaint today, I understand I may be risking coaching the game that I love and has done so much for my family and me. My sincere hope is that by standing up against systemic racism in the NFL, others would join me to ensure that positive change is made for generations to come, end quote. And I saw he was on, I don't know, some TV show, and he was like, we have to change the hearts and the minds of the people making the decisions. And it's like, that's just not how this works, my man. Yeah, like that's, I mean. That's just not that. uh, Yeah, it it is that. It it could all be so simple, right? Yeah, we just got to make the racist guys to be un- Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. Yeah, like yeah, we just gotta make the guys that have been racist for what they're like all 84, 84 yeah. years. You know make them not racist now. It's <laughs> it's easier said than done. As much as much. it's it's a it's a valiant thing to want, but it's much maligned. Um, I mean, I mean, I I mean, power to him. I'll support him every step of the way. I'll send sure. I'll send my lawyers if he needs them. I mean, I th- it's I think it goes with what we talked about some yesterday, right? So it's like when the people get out of either like the open the openly racist organizations they go elsewhere and it's like that's how you see this stuff trickle into everywhere yeah and of course it trickled into sports right like of uh, course absolutely. It, you have people yeah you have people thinking like this do you have the uh the al campanis clip i think I said um that. yeah um I thought about, it's like an it old the, abc this news one, it's like right a, yeah, this I was like, I was like, I think this is like a thirty-year-old interview. I think we can. I mean, there, there are show a lot this of safely. Yeah, are a lot of but this is. Oh, no, pause real quick. Yeah. For reference, um, this was I think nineteen eighty-seven. This is Ted Koppel talking to that man right there. His name is Al Campanis. He was the general manager for the Dodgers in the nineteen eighties. And again, like the Dodgers were winning World Series in the eighties, right? So this wasn't no, uh, you know, uh, two-bit True. gig. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, yeah, let it play. He's on ABC News. I mean, there, there are a lot of black <laughs> players. There are a lot of great black baseball men who would dearly love to be in managerial positions. And I guess what I'm really asking you is to, you know, peel it away a little bit. Just tell me, why do you think it is? Is there still that much prejudice in baseball today? No, I don't believe it's prejudice. I, I, I truly believe that they may not have some of the uh, necessities to... Uh, be, uh, let's say, a field manager or p- perhaps a, a general manager. Do you really believe that? Well, I don't say that they're, they're all of them, but there certainly are short 
how many quarterbacks do you have? How many pitchers do you have that are black? It, it doesn't bother me. You know, I got to tell you. That. Before Ted Koppel gets his ass, one, this is how you feed into that. Because if you're saying how many black quarterbacks and pitchers are there, who's making those decisions? Yeah. Al Campana and people that think like him. So you see what I'm saying? Like, why? Well, what, the best man should get the job. Should. But they're not because people like that think like that. And that's how this perpetuates. Now Ted gets them together. And and to top it all off, the man looks like some kind of alien being. He The man yeah, looks he like total shit. Yeah, he got a lot of nerve talking about somebody being uh, lesser than. Like, the man looks like, like he's about to melt into the floor. A reptilian. <laughs> uh, all right, let's keep playing it. That sounds like the same kind of garbage we were hearing 40 years ago about players when they when they were saying, ah, not 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 really, not really well, cut out. Hey, you remember the days, you know, hit a black football player in the knees and you know, no, that really sounds like garbage. If you if you forget that, it's not it's not garbage, Mr. Koppel, because uh, I played on a on a college team and the center fielder was black, and then the backfield at NYU with a fullback who was black. Never knew the difference of whether he was black or white. We were teammates. So it just might be that they, they why are, are black uh, men or black people not good swimmers? Because they don't have the buoyancy. What? What? That was. He said that on the news. Yeah. That is on the like primetime news, man. Um, and that's the owner of the Dodgers, uh, the general manager, the general, general manager. manager of so, the again, Dodgers. the one making the, the one making the active decisions. He's like, Listen, man, I went to school with a couple black kids, they don't float. How could they be managers? They don't float. Um, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, like this was like, so and, again, and like this is. No, but, this is one of the guys that when he retires, they do a long thing about how like he was such a great manager, yada yada, and they just yeah. like don't um, mention this at all. Yeah, they because everybody, isn't it like everybody in the industry and all that are friends and all that, and you got to think a guy that thinks like that, who hires him? How does he get a job like that by like minded people? You know what I'm saying? And again, we've yep. seen this nepotism, so they either friends or brothers and went to school together these are these are like-minded individuals and that uh, we see a lot of these owners own multiple like they'll own the dodgers and the lakers and, the, and whoever mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and that's how this stuff is i, I don't even want to say infiltrates everywhere it was always there i don't know <laughs> I, I i think infiltrates is the right word okay i was gonna say because it, it, it it's uh, it's just wild, and Roger over there is like, I'm not saying a word. Yeah, Roger is like, man, you guys cut my camera. Just put him next to someone else. He's like, not me, not me, not me. Man, Roger said no, no. <laughs> He's like, cut to the studio or something else. <laughs> but like, I, I think, I, I think infiltrates is the right word because like, I'm sure there's racist owners. Like maybe today, but certainly in the past, that, sure. that have viewed it as a way to like literally own people in a way. Like, oh, listen, Donald Sterling. Yeah, 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 exactly. Donald Sterling would literally like walk in, like bring people in the locker room, like as the players like shower, getting ready. Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, like, like look at the like beautiful black bodies that I own. Like, look at the like, it was, it, it's, it's how they get their rocks off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you yeah. have, have an ingrained sense like that and again donald sterling was a known 
like racist slumlord yeah. for 30 years. Yeah. Nobody cared until he got caught on the phone. So mm-hmm. when it's like, how could this stuff happen? Because these guys been in and around and own the team for for literally ever. And when they get out, one, they cash out, right? With yep. three, four times their value. Yep. And who comes in? Oh, the the unracist mm-hmm. billionaire white guy. Okay, the yeah. good one. Yeah, this guy's um, he's good for now. I mean, 30 years from now, who knows what'll come out, you know? Yeah, what uh <laughs> how uh how, how could you uh even put that on him? But yeah, no, a white and he ended up I don't know if it was resigning or getting fired, but I used to play with a black guy and he couldn't swim. It was a wild way to lose your job. Yeah. Any job. Like any job. Nonetheless, nonetheless, a GM of the damn Dodgers. I think like the year either that they or like before they won a championship. Like he could have been set for forever, dude. Like Right. Like, I mean I don't I, I just like I don't even like to think about that when someone does something gets fired. I'm like, I just don't even it's like the <laughs> same with Mason Greenwood. Like people are like, "Oh, what a waste of football talent!" And I was like, "Man, yeah. I don't give a fuck." Like, no, I, yeah, pull. I want to talk about that too. Pull up um, that because that was just I saw it. Yeah. As like I, I feel like I follow a lot of uh, I guess soccer hooligans, mm-hmm. the goons. Yeah. So I see them like talking about stuff on like Saturday, and I just kept seeing like, oh, Mason Greenwood, like he's done, he's done, mm-hmm. he's done, and I'm like, who is Mason Greenwood? So I searched his name and I watched the video that the woman posted. And I wish I didn't watch the video that the woman posted. Yeah, it was um, rough. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I don't know how trigger warnings work, but I feel like I have to say trigger warning. Um, yeah, yeah. But Mason Greenwood is a soccer player. He's he's 20 years old. I was like, Jesus Christ, 20 yeah. years old is, is, and I said not like any kind of excuse. That's just so young. And this is all terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. As Manchester United footballer Mason Green was been arrested on suspicion of rape and assault following allegations on social media. Police said they were made aware of social media images and videos posted by a woman reporting incidents of physical violence. And there were pictures of she had bruises on her body. There was a very disturbing audio. Yeah. Um, of ba- I mean, you were listening to what sound what appeared to be a sexual assault. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know any other way to put it. Um, so yeah, like jail, listen, he going below the hell tier. There's not a tier. Um, his charges got updated to include a threat to kill. Jesus Christ. So the thing, are you a soccer guy? Are you like into? Yeah, I'm pretty into soccer. Okay. The thing I want, like he's 20. I know like somebody being 20 and playing is not as rare over there, but is there like an NBA? Is he like what players he like comparable? Is like an All Star or like a? I'd say he would like make the Rising Stars challenge or the Rising okay. Stars game. You know, but so like, like yeah. not quite All Star, but like yeah, okay. But like the thi- the thing about this that really pissed me off is like everyone was applauding his teammates for unfollowing him on Instagram, and it's like that's that's not like big of them that's not uh, big of them like that's the bare minimum like right. and it's like it's not <laughs> the like bars in hell man yeah and there's there's almost zero chance in my opinion that they wouldn't know something like this was already going on you know 
Like this, this feels like the kind or of thing, heard some, you know, yeah, what I mean? like yeah. you've heard rumors like, oh, or like you go out with Mason during a party and he gets a little too, he gets a little wild. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not, it's just not brave to unfollow someone. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, they really should. This will, I think this is what's going to change his actions. Like before he was perfectly fine. Um, allegedly assaulting people, but no, after the unfollow, I think it'll shape up. Um, but the thing I another thing I wonder, I know who does Ronaldo play for? Man United. That okay? That's what I thought. So what's the? Because I know he has, I or had has had. I think they settled. I technically I, um, I, similar I, allegations. Yeah, I I don't believe Ronaldo. I don't think he's allowed. Like he, I don't think he comes to the U.S. anymore. Like I feel like really okay. Yeah, like I've. He's, I mean, he's done crimes here and settled allegedly, you know, so. I was going to say, I know the one, uh, I guess the only one I know was a, a woman alleging sexual assault against mm-hmm. him. And I think I remember seeing that that settled, but I didn't know he doesn't come to America. But what did, so what did Manchester United do to him? He didn't play for them at that time, did he? No, no. And that, I mean, soccer is just like, oh yeah, he yeah. had a warrant in the U.S. That's what it was. He had a warrant. for Because okay, yeah. it was in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's not allowed in Vegas. There's a warrant there, I'm pretty sure. So. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I I feel like soccer, soccer just ignores this. Soccer doesn't really care. I feel like they all, like, I don't. I, I, I don't want to say like, yeah, like I don't know if one's really above the other, but it's like I also know that Ronaldo is like one of the best ever, right? Yeah, yeah. He's so like, again, if this kid was not only if he wasn't just rising star, if he was one of the best ever, does yeah. this happen the same way? Like you know what I mean? Does this happen the same way? I don't know. Yeah, even though it should, regardless, right? But yeah, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know, I don't know if um like. It's because he had a history of like breaking rules. Like they, they they mentioned here, he breached the coronavirus protocols, and I believe during that he he got in a bar fight. That's like okay. That that was the first thing. Like he got in a fight in a bar or something, and people were like, "This Love is it. this isn't the only sus thing he does." So like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. So I I guess I does, and this is a serious question to you in the chat. Like, does he play soccer again? Because I... I feel like again, one twenty is so young. Two, these things I feel like I, don't, I feel like more often than not, they just end up kind of going away, like either settlement. And I don't say there's a bad thing. Like it's whatever the wh- whoever's making the allegations, whatever they want. If they want to settle, then whatever. Yeah, um, they want to take it to court. And but uh, you know, if they don't want to relive that, I get that too. So yeah, I... but it's like, does he play again? Like, does he get a slap on the wrist? Have they? I know they suspended him. Did they? They didn't cut him though, did they? Um, did they cut him? No, I believe he's just suspended. Yeah, like people are saying. Yeah, I think he. I think he. Like again, not even just in general knowing how these things work. He's that young and he's that good. Crimes like these generally just like I just I just can't get over Derrick Rose uh, in a sexual assault trial and then after after he beat it, taking the jurors were asking to take pictures with him. Like that's the type of. That's type of justice that we're asking people to yeah. put their lives, like put their the lives into the hands of the people that are going to take pictures with I, the guy that was on trial. Um, I feel like I feel like in Europe they'll just send him out of Britain. They'll send him to a different European country, and like, 
teams in Italy, like, they won't care. Like, teams in Italy have racist racist fans in the stands, and they don't care. So, like, right. I, I mean, that's just how that's just how soccer is, you know? That's what I'm looking now. Like, I'm seeing Anthony says he'll probably go to play in the Russian League. Uh, Chris says he'll go to a different country. Dre says, how do you even justify playing him, though? It's just, I just... Teams don't, don't care. It, they don't they care. Just don't, they just don't care, man. And it's it stinks, and it's that's just... If he can still play, which again he's tw- if he was thirty four, this is pro- like yeah he's probably never not playing again. Um, he's twenty, and again on the right trajectory from what I'm hearing, they just don't care, or it'll be like a you know well everything was exhausted it, whether it settles out or whether whatever we felt we did our research we felt it was comfortable X Y Z he could be an asset to our team. Yep, and I feel like he's back like and again it's like is that right or wrong because i don't know if there was if it only went to i don't either settlement or if it even went that far then who is it to say and it's like well if we don't play him somebody will it was like the kareem hunt i don't understand why the chiefs cut kareem hunt it's like you have tyreek like you clearly don't care about right like you know what yeah, i mean like yeah you, and they cut him and two months later the Browns signed him and he's just been with the Browns since so yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, if it's me, I'm not letting it anywhere near my team, but I'm not the owner. I mean... that's And it, it only takes one, man. And, like, it only takes one, like, hey, man, I mean... Those, do we know that was him on that tape for sure? You only need one of those guys and, to I be mean, like, I mean, he's 22. He's it. Yeah, and in, in, in soccer, it's so international that some of the owners are just as evil people, you know? like I think we see, like, again, with the Al Campanis, with this yeah. stuff going, like, like, that's where it's like it all links. So yep. it's like, why, how could you put someone on, uh, on the field? It's like, because they doing, I won't say as bad shit, mm-hmm. but it's like, hey, listen, hey, what can you do? I do some bad shit, he does some bad shit. Yep. And it just, I don't know, it just doesn't matter on the whole, right? Like, I, I don't, again, it's another one of those things, like, I, I <laughs> there's no, like, I wish I had a cute bow to wrap on this, but it's a thing where like if you're a teammate and you it's like you don't you don't choose who they sign mm-hmm. and i remember there was a kid uh we'll, we'll go to break here in a second um a couple years ago he was a really great college pitcher i can't remember his name and it came out that he i don't know when he was a minor he had also like sexually assaulted his either like younger cousin or niece and the only way it came out was because he had to like file register I think register as an offender in the state of Washington state I think and he like missed the deadline once he missed the deadline it became public knowledge once it became public knowledge it was like hey you got this guy on your team that pled yeah. guilty for this but he was like pitcher of the year yeah like like he wasn't just a guy he was like the I think they might have won the World Series, the College World Series. Mm-hmm. I want does anybody? Yeah, you know, it was the Oregon, maybe not Oregon State, Oregon State. Thank you, Griffin. Um, and yeah, Oregon State, Oregon State. Thank you guys. And he got, I think he went pro. Nobody drafted him. Luke Heimlich. Thank you, thank you, Philip. That's his name, Luke Heimlich. Nobody drafted him. And the Kansas City Royals GM either brought him in for a workout or was talking about it. And there was, it was more outraged than I, people were like, absolutely, like, absolutely not. 
because he was like, hey, I mean, you know, talent's talent, and we, you know, we look. He tried to give all that him and then Holland, and well, people weren't with. And I don't think they signed. Can you search? For, I just want to see where he's. At. I don't. I don't know where he's playing right now. Luke Heimlich. Doubt he's playing anywhere. I, I was just so because I was like, I thought he would end up in the league honestly because I was like, he's good. That's just what happens when you're that. Le- if he was like a mid pitcher, no. He plays he in. Was, he plays in Mexico. Wow. Okay, and yeah. Oh well, now he's a free agent, but he played in Mexico. Yeah, let me see. Let me see his. They got his profile up there, or his Wikipedia or something. Yeah, collegiate pitcher of the year in 2018, and that's the whole reason why I thought I was like he'll get back in the mix. He's pitcher of the year. Um, Peter says like an unspoken agreement now that nobody will sign him. I mean, yeah, you can't um, look past. You can't just sign a child molester. Like, yeah, um, well, I, that's what. Can we have a? Can we have a spoken agree? Can we have a spoken agreement on that? Yeah, like I, I mean, like I feel like could, could the team owners have the spoken agreement? Um, March ninth, he reached okay last place, so he's a free agent now. And even again, even then, like if you're in Mexico and it's like, yeah, what's this guy? This guy comes in and he's just fucking nasty. You're like, what's his? Why is he here? And you look it up and it's like, oh, oh. Well, well, and then how you respond? Yeah, so I don't. Well, it, it's it's the leagues. He's signed for multiple leagues, and each league he signs in, the the league says we're not going to let a child molester play. So it's not like okay. Well, well I'll say this: not That's for a, a lack thing. of yeah. teams wanting to get that, him. That, it's because he's a, a child molester. <laughs> Like that's it's if, it, and I'm not laughing at I that, mean, of course. But it's so that the multiple le- like somebody was like, I mean. I mean, the that, chi- was like, chi- that was like three years ago, and the owner was like, "Are you fucking shitting me? No, no, yeah, I don't have a lot of rules, guys." I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. That yeah, people are saying a high. I mean, I don't. That's not particularly a road I want to go down. Uh, uh, every league has a story like this. That's the fucked up. And part. that and that's kind of the thing. Yeah, it's not so much about the individuals that it all happens and. I don't know. It just feels like as many soccer leagues as there are in this world. This guy's gonna play professionally now. Does he get back to like Man U caliber? Hey, maybe not. But does he play professionally again? Probably. Like, I, I also I still think Henry Ruggs plays in the NFL again. So, I don't, I don't know. know about that. Listen, he's twenty two. He'll start, like he'll do prison time or whatever. But he'll he's gonna get out of prison before he's thirty, and he ran a four two. He'll get another look, I should say. I'll, he'll sign to another roster. Will he play a regular season game? I don't. I'm, I'm almost willing to guarantee he signs another roster. You, uh, you know, to do. I'm a pretty grim outlook guy, but I don't even. I don't even have a grim think so. outlook to think that anymore. Like, I don't think teams are going to do that anymore. Like, no fan is going to want that. Like, there's not a single fan that's going to be like, "Let's get Henry Ruggs." Like, no one's dude, doing that. Dude, we're two weeks away from people being like please put Deshaun Watson on my team. Like, they just don't care. I mean, I just... You, listen, I... And it's, a th- it's like, I don't even know. Like, if he does... If he's convicted of whatever and serves his crime, and it's like, should he be able to play again? There are people in there who didn't even... Even didn't even face up for their like you know what I'm saying. He, Who am I? Uh, he's going. He's getting like 20 years in jail. So I mean, I don't think he's gonna get 20. Or I don't think he does 20 years. I'll say. Well. We'll see. Where I, we have yeah, different we, we have different viewpoints of the situation because I think yeah, he's we, going I, to spend a very long time in jail and never play football again. I think he plays. Um, that's just my lack of faith in the NFL and the justice system more than 
anything. Um, but alas, that was a fun first hour. Um, some racism, some lawsuits, some bad pictures. Uh, a good first hour. Let us take a 10-minute break. We are hoping to have our first guest. Uh, we're hoping to have Taylor Rooks with us on the other side of the break. We're going to see if we can get that our, our technological issues. I don't know if they're issues. We'll just see if we can get it straightened out. Have her come on. We'll have a second guest, hopefully. So stay tuned. Let's take 10. Everybody, that was a heavy, heavy first hour conversation, man. Everybody get some fresh air. I'm going to uh, do some jumping jacks or something. Um, so take 10. We'll meet you on the other side of that. Welcome back. Hour two. Hopefully a little bit lighter than uh, hour one. Maybe not. Maybe not. We have our first guest in the history of the show. Welcome in. Taylor Rooks of Turner no Sports. Way. She of the, let me make, she of the fifth place fantasy football finish. <laughs> Thank you for... Thank you for so much for coming in. How are you? Okay, I want to say two things. Number one, <laughs> did not know I was your first guest. I am honored. A, Thank you. B, please don't do this revisionist history. It's like, okay, listen, when we went into playoffs, I was third. But once you lose, like, I, I don't change my lineup. Like, I'm over it. So I ended up being fifth because I wasn't... I'm, <laughs> I wasn't trying to like, it's over. It's either one or bust. So once I lost, I, that's how I went down. So please uh, do not change my story. Thank you very much. I was like, because what I heard was that the season ended, you were third, and then the playoffs happened, and you ended fifth. That's what I heard. That's technically, but you're not tell Like, context is so important. I mean, come on, Big J Journo. Like, you know that. You know context is I definitely important. don't. And <laughs> And you're not giving the full story. I'll never because, give I mean, the full I think, story. you know, we definitely ended regular season. I was in a better place than you. So well, also, I, mean, I can't, I can't remember. I'm not saying this as a dig, but did I beat you, didn't I? I don't know if that's true. Ooh. <laughs> Let I feel me like that's definitely up. not true. I don't I'll know. I genuinely don't know. Like, you I'll might say this, be completely look, right. Listen, listen to this, Scoop. She plays for the regular season. I play for the banners. <laughs> I, I, I play for the banners. <laughs> I mean, I think last year I took last place in my basketball league. So, I mean, <laughs> I kind of... Oh, you guys, I, I have the receipts. Ooh, okay. ooh. Please. I beat Trill week six, whopping 194 to 111. Ouch. We ain't play again. So, Trill got did we play? Do we play again? No. So, I don't want to hear shit about shit. Can I cut on here? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no. No, you can't. I actually uh, I, I don't I don't know if I don't know if Tyler's cussed, but I, I have cussed. So I Oh mean, listen, I've definitely cussed. Yeah, I mean um, I've got a bad memory, so Yeah, okay. So that was the first thing. you said you had a second thing. No, no, no. The first thing was that I oh, still okay, that was your first guest. Okay. I thought the third thing was uh the history behind Sex J's name. Oh yeah, that I need to know. So I don't know if the listeners like know the background, but honestly, send me the link to join the show. And it's like Trill and Sexual Jumanji. And I'm just like, oh God, what am I? <laughs> what am I walking like, into? Did you get hacked? What is it? Uh, 
I'm like, this is not true. So yes, I would love to hear why your name is Sexual Jumanji. Um, okay, so I think I think I made it in college and my my old username was something it meant it had like bacon in it and I was like, I'm a little too old for like bacon in the username. And sure. I couldn't come up with anything, so I was like in a fantasy football league. And one of the guys said, just put sexual in front of whatever's on the TV right now. <laughs> and I was watching Jumanji, and I did that, and it's been that for about probably like a decade now, I'd say. So You're stuck so with it now, no, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me get this straight. So you were too old for bacon in the username, but not too old for sexual Jumanji. I mean that's a pretty mature name. I mean that's very mature. It's mature. Like. No, I'm no, I'm with him. I think I think really. You, yeah, you age out of bacon mm -hmm. and into sexual Jumanji. I think is <laughs> yep is how it works out. Uh, that is the natural progression of life. That's what they've told me since I was young. So. Exactly. Yep. Like I'd be saying, like Taylor can't. She just walk, just interview everywhere, man. That's just the, <laughs> you, you just just can't turn that off. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give you the option. One, mm -hmm. I have a bone to pick with you. Two, what the fuck is going on with this Brian, Brian Flores stuff? Or three, yeah. guest choice. You could whatever whatever you'd like to talk about. Oh, I mean, if we have time to to hit both, I'm I'm fine with that. It's really up to you. Um, okay, just, I don't just know your what initial the fuck thought. is going on with the Brian Flores situation. It's wild. Um, Seven a.m. was too early for me to wake up and watch that interview, so I've only no. seen some of it. I, um, no, I'll never watch the interview. <laughs> Yeah, but I did think it was interesting how, so on there, they talk about when he received that text, I guess he spoke to his lawyers and they like immediately knew they were going to take some sort of action. So like this has really been on his mind for that they had reached out to CBS like after that right. text was sent from Belichick. Um, so it was, it was clearly something that he feels is important. He understands what this means for his career or potentially lack thereof. Um, but I did a video about this yesterday that one time Would my friend recommend. Logan, oh, thank you, thank you. One time my friend Logan, she said to me, she was like, you know, when things happen, we turn the man into a mountain. And so it's like, we are making Brian Flores the story when really the story is that there's a race problem in the NFL. Right. And so he is just like a symptom of this disease that is already existing. And I think that if we focus too much on the minutia of this report and Belichick's text and the yacht and the $100,000 lose the game, which we get it too. Um, I'm just like, we're going to not focus on the fact that there are things that need to be done and the right. issue is what needs to stay in the forefront and not so much like the messenger being Brian. He's talking about something that has lasted and been going on for years um, right. since the inception of the league, really since like the inception of America. Um, so I just want- The world, to man, really, like the, the whole world, world really. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I just like, I want all, you know, conversations to really be based in the fact that there's a one black head coach in a league that has 70% black players. Like that right. is really what needs to be changed and rectified. And we need to put all the pressure on the people that make those decisions. Um, and that's, so that's kind of what I take from the entire situation. So what do you make, like what becomes of the Rooney rule, which I do think was instituted You'd like to hope with good faith, yeah. But it is clearly not being in practice has not been used in good faith. So yeah. it's like, what 
And I remember, I think it was last year, Hugh Jackson has suggested, like, it's basically bribery, like draft compensation. You get to move up and down if you hire or interview or whatever minority coach. And I don't know any other way that this gets, like, it, uh, you talked about the interview. Brian Flores, he said something this morning to the effect of we got to change, like, the hearts and minds of these owners. And it's like, Brian, baby, no, like, that's not. Yeah, it's like, we've tried. Listen. At Martin, Matt, like they tried, people tried. Uh, I don't know what he's going to say that they didn't, which has been pointed out. And I just don't know like where it goes. Like, I don't, do you think he gets, does he get a job this cycle? Like what's his future? I mean, I hope so. Um, It's so crazy to think that we're all so cognizant of the fact that him speaking about out about being wronged means he's done. (laughs) When really it's like. When he might not be, when, when he's right. It's speaking right. about being wrong when he's right and he's yeah. done. Like. And, you know, growing up, you know, parents teach their children to speak up if something is not right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. so now when you see, like, somebody doing that and you know the consequence is, like, career exile, it's just, it's so interesting when we pick and choose speaking up and standing up for ourselves and what that means for our, our lives in, in a broader sense. Right. Um, obviously, I hope he gets a coaching job. That's my hope. You know, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want him to like, I don't want this to be the thing that is the end for him. Um, right. Although in many ways it, it could absolutely be a beginning for him. You know, this is, we say bombshell a lot, but yesterday was like legitimately a bombshell. Like the amount yeah. of things that are <laughs> yeah. in that document, the way like sports internet stopped. Um, it's, and I don't think this is the end of it. Um, it can't be. It, yeah. it can be. Like the Dolphin, we were talking about in the first hour, if there's some truth to these claims that he was paying a coach to lose, yeah. you can't keep that team, right? Like that's, that's, that's no. like there's no way. And as yeah. uh, Sex J found out, which I didn't know, maybe you knew, was it Dre- no, Action Network. Action like Network. Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, is like part owner of like the Action Network. So he's like in with the books. And so it's like, that's like federal. That, yeah. And so it's yeah. like, he's paying to lose arranging meetings where I don't, I don't blame Brian Flores for like walking off that boat. Cause if they got caught, was it going to come down on the owner? Or was it going to come down on Brian Flores? So I don't, but he was like, something don't smell right. And he bounced. But yeah, that's one I, thing about black people. We know it's something a little fishy. Yeah. He was looking around and he was like, <laughs> Mm. not me and not today yeah mm. not me and not today he said <laughs> ross said there's gonna be a, a chance interview and he was like i'm not gonna be f- there for it i'm gone yeah, no i'm like the magic <laughs> i'm not gonna be there um yeah. <laughs> number two uh because you're a busy woman won't respect your time i have a bone to no, pick no, with you're you. fine okay i'm ve- i'm <laughs> very excited to like see what this bone is I like running through everything I've ever done in my life. Sex J, do you watch The Wire? Are you a Wire guy? Um, I think a couple episodes, but I haven't like sat down for it. No. Okay. Okay. Ta- just true or false, Taylor? You like season two of The Wire? Okay. Is this the bone? Like, this do is I the like bone. season two of The Wire? Yes. Is it my like? It's not my favorite season, but it's a necessary season. The writer Why? said that. They, the writer said season two had to show people that this was bigger than just like the hood of Baltimore. Like that this, 
this these drugs it's not just about this one place it's something that is bigger than this one place and you wouldn't know that nor understand that if they focused on just black people in baltimore and the cops like when you really look back on it it would have kind of been fucked up if there was no season two because drugs come from somewhere that's my whole we needed a whole season to know that they wasn't growing heroin in baltimore you thought they were just yes. growing it's like plants yeah, growing off a tree. I feel like it could have got a couple episodes. I will say the one, literally the one redeeming quality of season two, my mm. dog Frank Sabaka, a real love Sabaka. Frank Sabaka, Frank Sabaka, a real one. Um, he was a good man. He was a good you know, man. Um, uh, Michael K. Williams, uh, rest in peace. R.I.P. He did like an interview about The Wire. Um, and he said he was actually really upset when season two came out because he was like, we have this hit show and you gave it to the white people. Mm. He felt like it was like a slight mm. of the work that they had done. And he's like, you know, at the end of this, like, I come in late, like, you know, but he said he then grew to understand the importance of that season. So I also okay. encourage anybody who likes The Wire, uh, Abrams wrote a really good oral history on The Wire, okay. which is like amazing at somewhere. Somewhere back there. Um, Are those real books? But it's really good. <laughs> I know. It's a backdrop. It's this a, is, yeah. This green is screen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, backdrop. I, I asked that because I recently, I guess it was last year, watched The Wire in this entirety for my first time. Hate, like, I got season two ranked so far below the rest of them. But I do. Even five? Five is right above it, but not. Five and two, I think, definitely bring up the. What, yeah, what's your season rank of the five? How do you rank them? Easy, four, three, one, two, five. Four. Okay, no, it's I get four and three. Which one was the kids? The school was that four? Okay, I think I, I think I got it three, four, one, five, two. So you really didn't like five. I was just like, it felt like they just wanted to do something with media. Like it was just like. And I think really they wanted you didn't like Omar them coming on your block. I yeah. You know, like I they mean, wanted that that moment. Um, which I remember a lot of people had like problems with how Omar died. But it's another thing I saw the writers talk about. They're like, you know, at the end of the day, although we loved Omar as a character, Omar was just a stick up boy. Yeah, like a stick up boy yeah. doesn't have some like glamorous Grandio, like, and, yeah. He yeah, he, he wasn't gonna die like parasailing. <laughs> and Bermuda or some shit. Like, yeah, that's... Yeah. I'll say that was, I think, the most shocking moment of the show. Like, that... End, like when, so. when, it, when it just... I'm trying to... If a, I mean, I feel like it's old enough we don't have to do spoiler alert, but I'm trying... Like, a single... Just, like, more... Sh like, more... Like, oh, my God. Like... I mean, people were sad about Wallace. I wasn't... I was fine with that. I, I didn't mind that. Uh, <laughs> like, he could have gone. What's yeah, the yeah, shocking yeah. moment? But that's, like even then, like they kind of like you kind of saw that one coming, yeah. Right? They led him up to the room and all that. Omar just at the store. That was just legitimate. Like, oh shit! And yeah, like he's done. It's like a kid. Like it was. Yeah. It was really, really nice. Like I liked how how they did that. That yeah. Like it was. It was no sure. cliffhanger. It was no. Is Omar gonna make it? No, he's not. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at chat. No, go ahead. No, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I was just saying, I'm looking in the chat here, uh, people doing their rankings. I'm seeing a lot of five bringing up the rear. A lot of five. Now, KG has three bringing up the rear, which is three. That is, the, is three is the politics. Take. Yeah, politics first, then the school one, right? 
Three was politics. Yeah. Four, yeah okay. I think three and whichever three way is I feel like when Stringer dies. That's three. Okay, three my favorite then because that was a good. Uh, I'm pr- I'm like ninety nine percent sure. I, yeah. Okay. Three and four. It's- I feel like those are my two favorite. I think in that order. Uh, but yeah, KG's got three last. That's preposterous. No, yeah, that is incorrect. I'm here to tell you that is incorrect. Um, something that is always so funny though. So obviously. I wasn't watching The Wire as it aired, but I remember mm. my mom was like obsessed. Like I knew <laughs> right. in this hour, I couldn't disturb my mom because that's what she was doing. I remember her, you know, putting the tape in to record it. So she oh, yes. her, all those things. <laughs> um, so I decided to watch The Wire when I was in college. Okay. But there was always a spoiler for me in The Wire because I distinctly remember one morning, my mom is driving me to school and you know, parents would listen to the time during the morning show. Mm. And eight fifty eight past the come, hour, yeah. Yes, and they come on, and they're like, "Stringer's dead," and I remember it so much. <laughs> so when I was watching The Wire years later, I'm like, I know that Stringer is going to die because right. they had spent like <laughs> that entire morning talking about Idris Elba and how he was why they watched and all this, you know, because it was yeah. Tom and two women, and so I'm like. Watching, I'm just like anticipating the moment that my man dies. You know, Bomani yeah. Jones has a very strong stance on his hate for Stringer. Very anti-Stringer. He's very... like love him, um, not as a human, like in the show, but just uh, Stringer. Um, do you? Is it's this such true? a good show. It's such a good wait, show. Wait, do you love Stringer? Do you care to address these allegations? I think Stringer is like a beautiful human being. That's my thing. Like it's okay, so obvious. Right. So I liked watching Stringer on That's the fair. wire, um, but obviously well, yeah. he was a problematic friend. Uh, he was business. Just, but he uh, was just you... trying to get out. You know, he was trying to get out. Business nigga, man. Anytime you run like them conferences, uh, you start wearing the turtlenecks, man. He knew he wasn't long for the uh, for this world. Um, <laughs> Him sitting in that classroom, I'm like, okay, yeah, they just, really, the... they're pushing this. <laughs> uh, Seventeen. Uh, right again, Stringer. Um, we all have that one crazy friend. We all gotta have one. Yeah, we've a forex uh, friend. Everybody just try, <laughs> trying to get you to sell like some uh, vector knives. Uh, oh my gosh, do you remember the vector knives? Yes. Did you? Ever, did they? Someone tried to get you. I almost those? fell victim once. Like they I put that penny in half, didn't they? Yeah. In high school, so many of my friends did it. Y'all scamming, scamming, damn. <laughs> Listen, you... we are, it's the suburbs of Atlanta. I think Atlanta and all surrounding areas is just like scammers. I was like, wasn't <laughs> filthy? Was they, they were selling a vector knife school? Y'all, y'all were in on them too? Um, yeah. I vividly remember in college, um, I didn't have a job and someone came up to me and they were like, oh, do you want to make some money? And they were like talking it up. And I was like, this sounds like a good deal. And then he was like, <laughs> But here's the thing, you gotta sell some knives. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, I know what this is. This is a scam. Do you have a penny on you, sir? And, they just cut <laughs> yeah. that. and you're like, man, that's, show a, you something. that's a hell of a knife. Um, I, I, it was pretty close. I was like, I was ready. The guy was convincing, but I, I was, nope. He, once he bust out the knife, I realized what was happening. I was like, oh, oh Jesus. Oh my gosh. That is he so just pulled funny. out a, a, a set of steak knives. Yeah, no, nah, that's uh yeah, see, me and Str- I knew, I knew Stringer died, but I never watched the show. So I was like, if I can just figure out, or like as late as I can, who Stringer is. Like I was, I was the same way. 
for Game of Thrones. Like a Game of Thrones, I saw the. Uh, Do not the mention that of, show. It. I mean, it was a good seven seasons, and then they just completely forgot to make the final season. It never. I mean, it's weird. I don't know why HBO just never made the final season. Well, but they, of, um, they just never, of yeah, of Tommen walking out the window. I was like, I saw that early, and so I was waiting for it. And once it happened, I was like, yeah, like. DiCaprio, yo! <laughs> Walk right out the window. Um, it's crazy how that show is. Like, it had the potential to be the greatest show of all time. And I'm not kidding you. To me, it's like it didn't exist. Like, I never think about it. It used to be all that I thought about. I don't think about it at all. I was talking to some friends the other day. We were talking about our shows, and obviously, like, I'm of the wire stand, so to me, that's, like, the greatest show. But... They had a good point, which is the thing that separates something like Breaking Bad from something like Sopranos or The Wire or Game of Thrones is that it ended when it was supposed to. And I think that's why it had like that that impact. Yeah. There's not like a flaw to that show. Yeah. Because they were like, this is the ending. We aren't going to ruin like the legacy of this show by trying to right. give you one more season. Right. And I think The Wire did that with five. Obviously, Game of Thrones did that. The Sopranos, Ugh. when I look back at it, had so many filler episodes. I still love it. But they weren't, they could have been a bit more efficient. Um, yeah. But those are, obviously, those are my my faves. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll have to have you back again and talk some I don't know, just more shows because I, yeah, let's do it. The, the wire, the, your season two defense was more uh, more tempered than I thought, but it still brings up the rear for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll talk some games, uh, Game of Thrones. One, the first seven seasons, because again, season eight, dig not is people are saying in the chat there were only seven seasons, so yeah. people are tripping there. Um, you have to run, Taylor Rooks. Thank you so much for joining us. What's, what's what's next? You just talked to Damar. That was great. People should check that out. Thank you. What's next? Um, I am taping some vodcasts in LA for Super Bowl. Okay. Um, and then you know I'm taping a bunch after that. That you know, whenever you have like an interview, you're always like you don't want to like tease it until that person is right in front of you. Right. Uh, but I will say we have some really really good guests coming up for season two. Okay. Uh, so I'm good excited deal. about that. And thank you for having me. Of Chill, course. You know I love you. I will come on anytime. Likewise. We'll have I to got you. Pick another date. Uh, sexual Jumanji. Until next time, my friend. It was nice meeting you. <laughs> Beautiful to meet you too. Y'all so much fun, and I hope to see you very soon. Likewise. Be safe out there. We will catch you next time. Everybody go check out Taylor Rooks. When, yeah, when's season two? So, tomorrow was season two premiere. So, okay. you can okay. like... Also, I don't know if the viewers can see me on camera. I am like not... My cords aren't dressed or whatever. I look insane over here, but They're yes, looking at the fake books. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the season two started with Damar, and we'll have a bunch of episodes throughout the year to to round out that season. Hell yeah. Taylor Rooks, thank you so much. Bye, guys. See, let us take a quick five. Um, guest number one down. We have guest number two coming up. Hopefully we could check in, make sure that's good to go. So let's take a quick five, and we'll meet you on the other side of five. Welcome back. Our oh, one and a half. Um, one guest down. Again, thank you so much to Taylor Rooks from Bleacher Report for stopping through. Our second guest will be coming through momentarily. Momentarily. In the meantime, something came up yesterday 
I forgot, uh, or I guess it, it, it touches back on something we talked about. If you pull up the uh, the Rising Stars Challenge Absolutely. news, because I believe they dropped the, uh, we finally got some uh, some names. Yep. We got some names. We talked about it last week. The They're switching up the Rising Stars Challenge. They're doing the team, uh, I think it's eight sophomores, eight rookies for G League players, which when we talked about it in the chat last week, like, I think every I think it was pretty consensus thumbs up, right? Like I feel like everybody was pretty on board with this. Yeah, I really liked I really liked this idea, and after seeing the rosters, we kind of called it. Um, yeah, I feel like we did pretty good. Yeah, like um, I mean, I honestly for the guys, the established players, like we only missed like one or two names. I yeah, feel no, like. I feel we we should have put something on that. Yeah, um, yeah, we should have. I wonder if there was like betting odds on to make the. Well, that that would have been good. <laughs> I gotta call Steven Ross. Um, <laughs> so the uh, yeah four prospects for the Ignite were the ones we like: Jaden Hardy, Dyson Daniels, Scoot Henderson, Marjan Bochamp. Um, and again, this like Bochamp is projected to go 14th, Daniels 16th, Hardy 17th in this year's draft. Yep. And next year, 2023, Scoot Henderson's projected to go second overall. Yep. So we're talking like projected to be five stars so we've got some like and and we looked at these guys stats they can all they can all hang so yeah like I mean, they're all all cooking so we those are our g so each team will get one of those guys so it's like hey like you're you're adding a top 20 pick like you you're not just getting a bum if i I would, I would be, I want, I want Scoot because he's the one that's projected to go second. I want yeah, to no, see. Yeah, Scoot is. Scoot's from here, like the yeah. Atlanta area, so yeah. he's like just been here and like mm-hmm. he's supposed to be that guy, supposed to be that guy. Yeah. And I think he's going to be the, I think the first person who's doing the G League two years. I think. Okay. Because he, because he's too young. Yeah. That's yeah. why he can't go in this draft because he's too young. So I think he'll be in G League next year, and. I mean, if he's still projected to go second next year, you got to think things are going pretty well. Like, yeah, because so. I mean, G League these days, it's not ju- it's not guys that can't hang in the league. It's guys that are just like, oh yeah, in between a ten day contract, pretty much, you know. Basically, and now, like, I think from the like Stanley Johnson, a couple other guys going from ten day to rotation. I feel like you see like the caliber, like the G yep. League, and again, like you think these guys don't see like Scoot Henderson projected to go number two next year and want to lock him up or want to you know what i'm saying make a name on him yep and, so and also this is a this is a little chance for a little crew and bump shoulders a little bit you yeah know? you know what i mean <laughs> it's legal I like, yeah the uh i like some early tamper like <laughs> gets drafted he's like uh, i'd like to request a uh, trade to uh, Minnesota, because me, yeah, me and Anthony Edwards are really good friends. Uh, uh, me, I've been talking to James Harden, and we want to go to Philadelphia <laughs> together. We're a package deal. Uh, so let me see. Yeah, scroll down. Who are the uh, the rookies and sophomores we got? Yeah. Um. Here we go. Let's see. Okay. So besides Jalen Green, of the rookies we got are Cade Cunningham. We got Evan Mobley, Barnes, Suggs, Franz Wagner, Josh Giddy. See Mitchell, Duarte, Alpi Singun, Herb Jones, Io Desunmu. I feel like, yeah, no Kuminga. I mean, I guess you you only get so many, but um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 to be honest, I'd cut Davion Mitchell for Kuminga. He's just had a better year. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree there. Dave, I mean, Dave, glad, yeah. Davion Mitchell's a little buried on his depth chart, but um, 
Yeah, so I I mean, but outside of that, I'm glad uh I'm glad uh Desumu got in go. Like I got Absolutely. really playing well. I'm glad yep. he got in. So I, our I, sophomore, yeah. I got bones to pick with half the guys on this Uh-oh. lineup. Uh oh. I mean go. I mean Cade Cunningham, he's got two games where he, I don't even think he's hit like fifteen PRA. Um Jalen Green, he's on bust watch. He can't even score ten points. But I mean, they, they love him. He can jump. He's gonna be in the dunk. I think that he, I think he's gonna kill the dunk contest because that guy can really jump. Now basketball playing, <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. H Town every night. Every night H Town says Jalen Green bust watch grows louder. So that's what that's oh, what I know. Wow. Yep. H Town is off the train. Yep. Um, uh, Jalen mm. Suggs, he's been pretty mid lately, but I'm, so, I'm a last well, also, three he, he, games I think guy. He, Honestly, I think he broke his. He come back from like a, I think a broken hand. Oh, okay. I, I'll that's give him a little bit. Okay. That's yeah, different. yeah. Barnes, yeah. Barnes is legit. Mobley's legit. Franz is legit. Giddy's legit. Mm-hmm. Duarte's cooled off, but he's legit. Single. Yeah, like that's a really solid, but especially for for rookies. Yeah, that's a really um, good rookie roster. Yeah, sophomores. We've got Anthony <laughs> Edwards. We got Jaden McDaniel's, Lamelo Ball, Cole Anthony, Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Halliburton. Isaac Coro, Jay Sean Tate, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, Desmond Bain, and Precious Achua. Um, Who's, how are we feeling about the sophomore squad? I think the sophomore squad's weaker than the rookie squad. I was gonna say, like, no, uh, yeah, no, no, uh, Manuel quickly. What's this about? Yeah, uh, and I mean, despite what I said about Cade Cunningham and that, he's better than some of the guys listed here i mean <laughs> i mean it's i think like if you're going with the sophomore the sophomores is star power right because yeah it's, like, like Lamelo and ant are probably better than anybody that the yeah said. but everybody like three through whatever might go to the rookies yeah i would uh, say I mean, maxi so. halliburton Cole, i mean I, they got some hoopers but yeah i mean cole anthony's kind of cold right now um yeah ice cold not the good cold but, yeah, that's what um, i mean yeah like not yeah. not <laughs> um beef stew isaiah stewart he's kind of mid precious achua yeah, they traded fine. a lot for him he's not really doing much yeah he's well he was i mean Lowry. it was i think it was either get him or lose lowry for nothing. yeah so D- did you see that play the raptors did yesterday they were like Which all one? they were all at the half court line, every single player. Uh-huh. And they waited until like ten seconds left in the shot clock and then just sprinted towards the basket together and they scored. It was No, I didn't I'm kinda of surprised like more It was very kind strange. Of it was very more. strange. I mean, hey, Nick Nurse is a tactician. I mean, the the tweet that I saw specifically said Nick Nurse is a sicko for this. So, <laughs> I mean, it's synonyms: tactician, sicko, <laughs> uh, one and the same. Uh, and also, I, I, it is kind of tucked in at the end. Desmond Bain, like just the sophomore, if you just Ant Lamelo, Desmond Bain, that's a pretty. Yeah, I mean, Desmond Bain's really good. Yeah. So I don't like what, what's the uh, the rookies big three. Mobley, um, Mobley, Cunningham, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, I might go with the sophomores. They got they got the star power, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I would say if if the if the task if I'm looking at it as like who's more likely to drop 25 points in the game, the sophomores have several guys. And well, I mean, that's the there's going to be no defense here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. 
I think no defense, the sophomores flourish. If they're if they were playing a little harder, there's a lot of defense on the other side. Like they've got uh Herb Jones, uh Yeah, Mobley, Davion Mitchell locks up. Yeah, they Singun, yeah, they Yeah, okay, yeah, never they, mind. Uh, the rookie's gonna be here to lock up. Yeah, I'm going I mean hey, maybe we'll play some hard defense. Things might get chippy during All Star Weekend. Oh, I will, look, <laughs> beef stew and uh Singun have to be separated. I'm I'm <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think that's exactly what they like. I don't people, nobody cares, but it's like, this is, it's all too buddy, buddy, Skip. I need to, what happened to the days where uh, you don't come in our paint? I mean, last night, Bobby Portis and Montrez Harrell were in each other's faces because yeah. Trez did the, the dirty foul to Giannis. And whoever was announcing the game, he was like, you know, back in the 80s, that were, they would have <laughs> just kept playing ball. Now they're in each other's faces over it. <laughs> back in the day he could have cut him in half with a chainsaw it would have been play on uh, i mean Giannis is on the ground like broken in half just <laughs> just bleeding out it's like that's not that is not a foul jeff van gundy um let's see who are our coaches here um our coaches are rick barry gary payton okay. isaiah thomas okay. and james worthy okay i know they said so they're doing one from uh the top 75 Mm-hmm. Do we have? Do we know anybody else for like the skills challenge three point stuff yet? The only one I saw Jalen Green confirmed. Let's look. But See. which is a good one. I feel I don't know. I just I think he's too big now. I I'll always want Zach Levine in it. I just don't think he's gonna. Ooh, this is a little weird, it. actually. Uh oh. Um, dunk contest what? roster. Jalen Toscano Green. Anderson. Yeah. And Anthony Simmons, the reigning champion, won't defend his title. So we've got Jalen Green, Obi Toppin, Cole Anthony, and Juan Toscano Anderson. Juan Toscano Anderson? Cole Anthony dunk contest? When has Cole Anthony ever dunked a ball? I was going to say, like, Obi and Jalen Green, like, Obi Toppin is, like, made to do dunk contests. Like, that's yeah. every dunk he does, even in games, just looks like a dunk contest. Obi might break a backboard, honestly. Yeah, no, nah, Obi and Jalen Green should be good. But, Cole, yeah, when's the last, when's the last time anybody was like, damn, man, what a sick dunk by Cole, man, Cole Anthony, man, did you see yet when he just threw it down on Gobert? Like, what? What Cole Anthony dunk am I missing? Yeah, I mean, if, I, dude, no, okay. You see, you two, I think the guys in chat, we got to start remembering these names. Like, the guys getting excited for Juan Toscano Anderson right now. Those, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what's up with these guys. Are you guys all right? The, the JTA guy, JTA is a better pick than Cole. I would agree with that because JTA, I mean, he looks like 6'6, six, 6'7 six, six, and could jump. I've just never. I've seen some impressive dunks from JTA. I feel like legit. I can't think of a time I've seen Cole Anthony. I'm okay. Um, They're saying I'm a casual. I'm a casual because I don't watch Juan Toscano Anderson highlight <laughs> reels. Are you joking? Get him off your back. Look, I've i i i watch Eddie Cur- <laughs> I watch Eddie Curry highlight reels before I watch Juan Toscano Anderson. All right, come on. Matthew's sick of it. Jesus. What are we? Oh, now I'm a casual. Yeah, no, what did I say? You're gonna lump in. <laughs> you're gonna lump in with me now. All right, the game's a game. Um, he can yam it. Okay, okay. Maybe this is like a situation where he only touches the ball one time per game, and he does a really sick dunk every time. Listen, that's the Gary Payton. Gary Payton Jr. or Gary Payton the second can fly on the uh, Warriors. That's who I want to see. 
Yeah, I mean, who was that one guy that one year? He wasn't even on a roster. Do you remember who? Oh, uh... Mike, was it Mike, Mike Flight White, I think, maybe? Oh, or... James. James. James Flight, James Flight White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flight White. Yeah, uh... I don't, he, he got signed to, like, a 10-day contract <laughs> to the Knicks to do the dunk contest and, like, only tried to do, like, a really, like, I don't even, <laughs> he didn't even try to do anything. He was just getting, jumping really high. <laughs> What's wild is... James, like, I think he put like not even not even kidding. He put on I think the single most impressive dunk contest I've ever seen. Yeah, in high school. Yeah, I think him and David Lee, and he was flying. And every single dunk contest since I've bet on him, and every single one I have lost <laughs> because I'm still going off. I was like, as I, th- I was like, it was like 12 years ago. He's like 32 now. Like I'm, I'm still going off this when he was like 17. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. That... Derek Jones Jr. would have been a good. Derek Jones Jr. can fly, like really get up. I think he's hurt though. Also, but um, is it Gary Payton the second win already? Did I don't think maybe the G League. He didn't win no NBA one. Um, who Smitty said Cole's gonna surprise. I hope so. I like. I would love for Cole to get out there and just go like fifty inches. Like, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know he could jump like that. It's much more fun than we get out there and I'm like, boy, this sucks. There's <laughs> another way up. Uh, who do you okay? So you see the names here. Who do you think wins if you're picking? If I'm picking, give me Jalen Green, man. I'm. I think he has the exact type of like. There's a certain point. Like I, I was always surprised when Dwight won it. Like you, it feels like you can mm-hmm. be too tall. It just doesn't look as impressive. True. So Jalen Green has like the right body type. He has really good, like explosiveness. So I'm sure he can do some stuff in the air. Obi's interesting though, because Obi like I, Obi Toppin was just made to do dunk contests. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Obi. I think he he's gonna bring the the yam effect. You know, I don't like he his little brother plays at Kentucky and his brother does like three sixties in game. Like I feel mm-hmm. like they like they're just kind of wired to like between the they just go for the highlight and they hit it like they don't miss it. So yeah. I don't. I, I might have it in that order. No, I'd have one. Just, oh man, who cares if it's third? I'm, I, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Jalen Green. But Obi, 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 been waiting for this one. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Obi. I think um, because he's going up against a lot smaller guys, it's gonna look really impressive with his power. Mm. So that's yeah, he's also thinking. not that. I think he's like six eight or something. Like that's a, that's not too tall. So let me see. Yeah, did, um, didn't Cole have knee problems? <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna see. I'm checking to see if we've got three-point contest, and here we yeah, go. Yeah, do we? I feel like that stuff's got to be coming soon. Or skills challenge. No, nope, I don't we, like the skills. Challenge. We don't have the skills challenge or the three-point contest reported yet. Um, okay. The official announcement is February eighth. So. Okay, I mean, so we'll it, have we'll have it soon. Yeah, they're and they're leaking beforehand, so. Yeah, so uh, Shams will have it by it, in like. Yeah. 10 yeah. Um. I'm trying to, yeah. Uh, AJ has a good. Uh, who would, uh, who would everybody's four be? Like active NBA players. If you, my, I want Zach Levine there, and because mm-hmm. Zach Levine, I want Aaron. I think Aaron Gordon. I think he'd rather have a dunk contest championship than like an NBA championship. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm yeah. one. I'm one. Like I think he would cry if he won the second one. The first one, he'd be like, "This is cool." So Levine, Aaron Gordon. Um. Who else? Who else? Who An- else? Anthony Edwards. Yeah, give me Ant. I might keep Jalen. I really, yeah. I, I feel like he might be one of those guys. Like 
because he's going to have a really sick dunk contest and the Jalen Green, they'd be like, yeah, see, we told you. And then he still keeps shooting like 32%. Yeah. Oh, Ja Morant. That's a good one. Ja's a good one. See, I don't, I'll be, I don't, I don't know if this is a take. I don't think Ja would be good for a dunk contest because a lot of his stuff is like, what makes it impressive? He's jumping over something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's going through the center. Or he's driving through contact, then Yeah. Jumping. Like, I mean, of course I would watch. Of course he'd be good, but... Ooh. Yeah, what... Bam Adebayo, that's a good one. Bam. See, Bam, he might be too tall. I think yeah. he might be on that upper limit where it's like he's just throwing it, down, like, much harder than everybody else, but it doesn't look as mm-hmm. impressive. Somebody... Zion... Uh, people that have played this year, buddy. Um, oh, Miles Bridges. Duh. Good call, Connor. Give me Miles Bridges in there, definitely. Why is he? Yeah, why is why is Miles, Miles Bridges not in this? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I th- I feel like I don't know. They kind of want to get exposure to small, mm. lesser known players. I guess, right? I yeah, like Juan Toscano Anderson. Yeah, there's. I mean, yeah, they they always. I mean, the Warriors are hot. Oh no no no! You know what it is. We what? saw the money chart for the Warriors yesterday. There's a lot of money in the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, That's what it is. Okay, so they got Wiggins in the All Star game. Yeah, JTA's in the dunk contest. I mean, and they're one of the most wealthy teams in the league. <laughs> Listen, they're gonna. Ha- I don't. Uh, to be complete, I don't know who it's gonna be. Like, I Steph probably won't do the three. Like, he's just ice cold right now. Clay, I could see Clay doing the like Clay would definitely be like, I'm back and do the three. Wiggins is shooting like he'd probably get invited. So they'll have somebody that <laughs> he wouldn't skills do well. challenge. Skill that might be where you get Steph. There's gonna be a warrior in every warrior's gonna win every single event, school. Dude, this the skills challenge is so dumb. I I don't like it. It's my by far my least favorite. It, it's like, so funny when the guys come up and they gotta like pass the ball through the tire, and I'm just like, oh my god, dude. What are, what are like, what's basically the whole thing? If, if you don't get that first like chest pass or bounce pass through the tire, just sit down. Right, if right. You, if, you, if you if I get the the chest pass and you don't, you just sit down. You're not gonna catch right. like you're not gonna catch up. Uh, uh, by the I way, don't like this. Yeah. our guest says he will be good to go in ten minutes, uh, seven minutes from now though. So we are good to okay. go there. Okay. So yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll uh, bring him in when he's ready. Then. Um, yeah, we won't take a br- unless. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll uh, run it on the fly. Yeah, we'll cross that bridge uh, when we get there. We'll see yeah. how good at our jobs we all are. Hell yeah! Hard as hard hitter points out. Uh, Pat Beverly won the skills challenge once. So I think that should tell you all you Yeah, and there's need no know. there's no there's not really I mean there is a lot of running around in that. It is there is. Mm. Uh there's a lot of skill in that. Uh fireman said scrap the skills challenge for three on three. Okay, yeah. If we could scrap the skills challenge, what would you replace it with? I dude, I like the slam ball idea. That's with like the trampolines, right? Listen, you're ne- that's dangerous. You're not, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get millionaires to come out. <laughs> Dude, imagine LeBron getting on the slam ball and just flying around. No way. Yeah, his feet uh, just like 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 NBA Jam. Uh oh, LeBron man. Com- yeah, A D comes down and his leg just flies off his body. <laughs> um flag football tournament. <laughs> Of the NBA, play- I bet yeah, we just find out Anthony Edwards is the best football player in the NBA. <laughs> dude, I mean, dude, they should they should make a play like softball or something. Make a play baseball. <laughs> the, the- I would love vo- volleyball. 
Yes, yes, volleyball. Volleyball, yes. Volleyball where everybody. So it's like, oh, man, he's 6'6 and can jump. Everybody is, bro. I want to see an NBA volleyball game. I would watch, I'd much rather watch that than Skills Challenge. Right, right. Um, shooting Legend. Was that the one, Connor, was that the one where they had, um, it was like NBA, WNBA, Legend, and they had to shoot from half court? Because I didn't mind that. I like that more than the Skills Challenge. I'd much rather see that. Um, Andy says drinking. I would love to see a drinking. Like you, you take a few shots, but then you got to <laughs> hit like five three-pointers and do a, a dunk. Drink a glass of wine with LeBron. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think that should be the whole challenge. Like, can yeah, can you drink LeBron under the table? Yeah, like can, LeBron yeah. just. No, the challenge would be: Can you finish a bottle of wine with LeBron? You gotta get just. <laughs> you gotta get to the bottom of the bottle with him. You gotta. I mean, he's and he's got the the catch is he just started reading a new book today. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he's like it's called Atlas Shrug. Um, I saw it on Joe Rogan. Oh, imagine, imagine, hey. oh, LeBron doing a Joe Rogan turn, please. Oh my God, I. He's like, man, I saw how you give, you know, you talk to a people like us a platform, man. <laughs> so I gotta. Uh, no, nah, that'd be awful, awful. Yeah, shooting stars. I'm trying to bat spin relay. That'd be pretty, where they yeah, got to like spin around on their head uh, <laughs> on the bat and then get up and do some drunk softball. A sheesh off. That'd be pretty good. Uh, trade machine challenge. Freestyle rap. Con- I, I watch a freestyle rap contest. Um, can you pretend to read as many books as LeBron challenge? <laughs> um, I don't I feel like there's just. The skills, I don't know. It just feels so like, what if we have we'll have them dribble, pass, shoot, and we'll have it sponsored by Mountain Dew, and, and everyone who was like never played a basket, never touched a basketball, was like, yes, people will like that. <laughs> um, that that's the best idea that I've ever heard in my life. Yes, they'll pass it through a, a circular hoop. Um, he. I, Horse, I still can't believe. I don't know. They like they keep kind of tinkering with horse. It never quite works. Mm-hmm. But Rondo was like going toe to toe with Kevin Durant when they did. Like it's just one of those like in a controlled setting. NBA players can shoot from everywhere. True, um, true. Let's see, players uh, versus average fans. I watch. Yeah, you get to come out and try to score on Harrison Barnes. I will watch that. Uh, NBA combine drills, but with veterans. Water polo. I I can see water polo. I can, we just find out that uh, Bismack Biombo is just so good at water polo. He's just the the greatest keeper. They he gets signed <laughs> to the Olympics off of it. But this man quit the NBA <laughs> uh, to have a successful water polo venture. Ooh, dodgeball! Dodgeball would be awesome. Dodgeball would be a foot race. Foot race is kind of like I, just De'Aaron Fox and John Morant just running as fast as they could. Make them do like a like the the amazing the amazing race like the TV show. You have to Ooh. make them get from like oh like they have to get from their respective city to the All Star game faster than the other guys. And they, uh, they, they only, can't use planes. Yep, and they can't use planes, and they only get two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> I would definitely watch that. Uh, <laughs> just, to, 
just watch like I need a veteran that's just made like like Carmelo Anthony trying to figure out how to get somewhere like two hundred fifty dollars. He's like, how much does gas cost? <laughs> yeah, imagine- gas cost two hundred fifty dollars. Is that how much? Is that how much a tank of gas costs? Yeah, like imagine James Harden trying to. Okay, I only got two fifty. I I can't go any higher. Two fifty. Can you give me yeah, from just- L.A. to Cleveland? Or not L.A. Um, Brooklyn to Cleveland. Yeah, they're like, James, it's like 14 hours. He's like, <laughs> I don't know what time it is. Here you go. Um, let's see. Bar- oh, yeah. Bar- they already did, they did the foot race. Uh, him and Dick Bavetta, where they kissed on the lips um, for some reason. Uh, A cooking what? competition. <laughs> cooking competition. Uh, no way these guys can cook. No way. No, not a fashion. Oh, fashion show would get catty. Ooh. Caddy. There'd be like Kuzma drama. Comes in, Kuzma comes in. Russ comes in. LeBron's got some type of attache case. <laughs> uh, the, the challenge where they stay in the pitch black soundproof. How long do you think LeBron James would last in like a soundproof? Uh, um, That 100K room. Like not even maybe two hours, <laughs> probably two hours. I think he lasts like thirty minutes. I he get bored pretty quickly. He one hundred percent would. Um, let me see. I guess it's, is Colin ready? Um, yeah, he's on Discord. Maybe we should take a little five minute break. Okay, rank all right. It up. Yeah, yeah, we will get that together. We're coming back, we'll be with Colin Davy of Betscope. He, I'm hoping he can tell me why I'm just so terrible at game of skills. Like he is literally, he was put on earth to figure out why I am just so bad at this. Um, so give us five minutes. We're going to get that straightened out. Catch us on the other side with Colin Davey of Betscope. Welcome back. Hour three. We've got our second guest here. Without any further ado, we will uh, bring him in. Hopefully finish the conversation we were just having. We've got Colin Davey here. Oh, oh, I got the wrong Besco. tab open. Oh, hold there on. we go. We are good. There, there we okay. go. Yeah, you, Boom. You, the, people, the people almost saw how the sausage was made. Boom. It was close. There we go. <laughs> close. Um, Colin Davey of Betsco, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm feeling worse for you guys because <laughs> apparently the powers that be decided that you need a math nerd on the show. I feel like one of those TV sitcom characters that is forced on you by like network executives. No, so listen, it's completely it's, crash it. Not at all. It's really only when Jam Jam's just our math nerd uh, <laughs> most of the time. So yeah, so when Jam's out, you can come in. Um, now you were telling what the. I, I, just, Tell the people why, why you're the math nerd. No, much appreciated. So um, <laughs> I've been uh, in data and sports betting of some kind for pretty much almost a decade. Um, I've done a couple different stints at a couple different places. My claims to fame are a former director of data science at the Action Network. If you have ever seen the bet win probability graph at the bottom of that, that is mine. Um, I would consider myself a D-list celebrity in okay. the sports analytics world, my claim to fame is uh, I am a two-time winner of the hackathon at the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference. Appeared uh, twice, retired twice, or won twice. I have nothing left to prove, so went out on top. No regrets That's there. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think the, you know, originally I'm guessing the producers wanted like an actual cool math nerd, like a James Holzhauer, 
Uh, I think you guys got store brand James Holzhauer. He has won, <laughs> you know, he's won Jeopardy 38 times. I have only Jesus won Christ. once. Hey, uh, that's that's huge though. That's you, awesome. You got me in school. Combine me and school got one, but look, I won. I won that HQ trivia on the phone one time. That's my claim to fame. So hey, you yeah, got, you so, got me uh, fairly. You fairly got me. <laughs> wait, so how? I, uh, uh, yeah. No, no. Go ahead, Carl. No, I mean, like it, it. It all counts as something. I mean, like I, I have a whole soapbox speech, and I honestly could have not asked for a better training for being up on a Jeopardy stage than to be immersed in uh, sports betting for over a decade. Because like when you have to bet everything you have on a daily double to stay alive, unless you are well-versed in the dark arts of gambling, that will wreck people really yeah. quick. So I could have no, not that could, that, that could break education. any man or woman, yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine when they ask how much you want to put on it, you're like, ah, I don't know. But hey, you're like, boom, I know exactly what I want to put. Yeah, I'd be like, ah, 50 cents. I don't know. I'm <laughs> yeah. So one of the, one of the fun things that you kind of see how the sausage is made um, on the second daily double I got, I think I was up on stage like doing live calculations on how much I want to bet for something like you know 15 seconds. They cut it down to two to make it seem instant. So uh, don't worry, okay. I am way uh, less of uh, I don't know a mentat than you might. Okay, no, I got you. See, nah, man. You should have lied and went the other way. You like, man, I had it instantly, but they really they showed me thinking. That was that was footage of me during the commercial break. It wasn't me thinking at all. I already knew. Apparently, um, the theme of this show already is showing how the sausage is made on all of these. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Uh, wait, so hack, what is hackathon? I feel like I with the name hackathon, I feel like I got a gist. But what the? As a two time winner, what the? What is that? So, you know, the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference is the, the gathering of all the Moneyball nerds at MIT every single year. Uh, it's Daryl Morey's brainchild. Like, he, um, he's been sponsoring it for, like, over 12 years now. And he just got, now it's his kind of vacation thing. To he's like a rock star animation. in that world, oh, right? he, Oh, he is, yeah. He's I like... Actually, yeah, I uh, the the second I actually have a picture of me getting the trophy from him at both times, and the oh, wow. uh, the second time I was feeling myself maybe a little bit too much because I straight up asked him like, uh, so next year can you just give me like a wrestling championship belt that I can just like flex <laughs> off of? Um, but yeah, the conference is you know a, a bunch of math nerds get together or sports math nerds get together mm. and talk sports math nerd stuff, and a couple I think like this is the eighth year they've been doing it now. They've started a data competition at okay. the start of the conference where the theme is different every year. The first year it was ESPN just opened up their play-by-play -play data set for football, you know, where they have interns mm -hmm. watching every single game and they just tag it with 50 different things. They just said, here's the data set. Go show us something interesting. Uh, the next year was they had some Wait, what did you show? Um, I looked at whether or not having a simple or complex playbook is better or worse for your offense? Because uh, I had done similar stuff in college. Uh, and this is back in like 2014, 2015, um, when it was still like Peyton Manning and Tony Romo playing. Uh, and they were actually the kind of examples. Because remember back in those days, 
Peyton went, ran everything out of a, like a one back three wide shotgun right. formation and just yeah. did his like flapping his arms at the out, like an albatross at the line thing and figured yeah. out from there. He spoke Gaelic um, at the line. <laughs> yeah. Just audibles all day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he had great success with that. But just as more interestingly, like you'd have like the Tony Romo and Ben Roethlisberger offenses were a far more diverse playbook and they also had success too. So the conclusion there was like, you can do, I mean, it more than anything, like the complexity of your playbook doesn't matter as much as it does fitting it to the personnel you have. Like you're not giving Kyle Orton. Wait, I could win an award for that. I knew that. (laughs) There were some, there were some charts. There was some data. There was some proving it. There was some fancy interactive stuff. So I can't do do that part. Uh, But that's that's where you come in. I could be like, listen, we need to get good players. I think that's the, as an organization, I think that's the route we should go. And well, Colin's numbers say we should also get good players. Well, I mean, that's the dirty secret of being a numbers guy. Like, it's more <laughs> of someone else to pass on accountability to because mm-hmm. the numbers that's say right. we should do this. So, like, I I am fine being a smokescreen or just, like, uh, a liability shield for everyone else. That's Hell fine. yes. So would you say that, like, the hackathon, do, like, teams use this as, like, a recruiting thing? Will they, like, scout that for their departments type thing? Uh, A lot of times they will. Um, Sometimes you get corporate sponsors that, like, they'll, like, most hackathons, in all honesty, are basically just one giant intellectual property harvesting of, Mm. like, let's try to get a bunch of other people to give us good ideas and then we'll just run with it. Yeah. Um, When ESPN started doing their, some of their player tracking data stuff, that was actually my second hackathon win, uh, looking at player Mm. tracking data in a chipped up high school uh, all-star football game. Uh, And just like, here's some player tracking data, kind of like, you know, they have an NBA with all of the, like the on-court stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it said, here's a data set. Like acceleration or like what type of- All of that, yeah. They just basically like, you know, map the football field as a 2D grid and they just have everyone's location at every single time. And they just say like, here's Mm -hmm. the raw data, do something with it. And I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but a lot of what I had in my presentation mysteriously made its way into ESPN's player tracking data metrics on their football page like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Knowing that that is the deal, I would still take it because what those things are great for is breaking into the industry if yep. you're a complete outsider. True. When I True. was doing like some of the stuff, like in my previous job, I was an energy engineer crawling around boiler rooms in the Midwest doing efficiency studies. And there is no reason fun. for anyone in this. Oh yeah, I um, one, one of these days I'll tell you all about like trawling around Kentucky prisons and being confused for a federal agent. The job site visits uh, can get as interesting as they want. <laughs> I think wow. we've all been there, you know what I mean? Whomst <laughs> like, among us. Yeah. Um, but the deal with those hackathons is you trade like the, your trade-off is you give someone else an idea to run with and in exchange, people know who you are afterwards. And that's the point of it. And I would take that trade every single time. It seems like a fair trade. I mean, when you see your own thing in it, you can be like, I I know what you did there. I know that that was me. Literally. Yeah. Like I I know that's me. (laughs) Did they they try to to like, did they try to like tweak it at all? Like, cause people try like, you know, they you get a tweet taken and people try to like tweet. It's like, no, you ruined it. But do they try to like tweak it? It's like, okay, we're not going to call it player acceleration rate. We're going to call it the rate of acceleration no, via honestly, player. <laughs> no, there was none of that. I mean, the other okay. thing that about those hackathons is like there's not – I mean, they actually only give you 
90 seconds to present like a Jesus six Christ. hour like oh, second. And uh, you have to get really good at condensing a lot into a little. And they do that on purpose uh, to make it as right. hard as possible. Semi right, the elevator right. pitch. Like if mm -hmm. you run into Daryl Morey in the halls, like which you inevitably will, you don't want it. Like he doesn't have time. Yeah. Right. You're just like, this is my best idea. I want you to steal. <laughs> yep. He's, exactly. he's like, make, hey, make it quick, boy. Uh, <laughs> the game's yeah, the game, like, man. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It, that's exactly it. So, so then you now, now you work with, um, you work in gambling. You got the, the, you just launched the new games of skill, games, games of skill, games of skill, games of skill. But uh, it absolutely is a game of skill. Yeah, mm -hmm. you just launched the just launched the new site, that's uh, Bet Scope. So uh, yeah, that's that's correct. So um, Bet Scope is a set of bet sports betting tools that I built to capitalize on basically like what drives the most successful habits of sports bettors, and that is not necessarily being a wizard at predicting what's going to happen. I think there's kind of a little bit of myth that pro sports bettors like have a crystal ball that they can see some divine outcome that everyone else has. That's definitely what I think it is. Mm -hmm. No, we'll get it to is. That, a, I, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, and to be clear, there is a component about predicting what's going to happen. You do For have sure. to predict better For than sure. whatever your given sports book says, but it's mostly a series of grinding out spots where if you think something is 67%, and the price listed says it's at 60%, it's just hitting those opportunities over and over and over again and grinding out something like, you know, on average, a 2 to 3% return on investment for every dollar that you bet. And Hitting single, <clears throat> just single after single, and they, they add up. No, that's exactly it. And, you know, in particular, Interesting. The, biggest, the biggest thing that separates their ability is not their crystal ball to predict what's going to happen, it's knowing exactly what price they would bet any side at for any you know proposition. They will take any side of the bet as long as they're getting the right price. And can you give me an example that, of that? Just like a yeah, absolutely. So like I mean, like take any game that you have tonight. Like even I'm looking at Betscope now. Like the yeah, what do um, we have uh, you know, going on tonight? Yeah, so actually you can kind of see exactly what it looks like. So if you go up to the games up there, you'll see the, uh, you know, the like take the first one you see, the Wizard Sixers, right? Mm -hmm. You have, there's all these different things that you can bet on on a game, like the spread, the total, the money line, there are player props, which, you know, everyone who's looking at underdog is definitely familiar with the concept of player props. Mm -hmm. um, you can bet on any side of these at any time you want. Uh, okay. And the complete sports better will know exactly, you know, they will have their guess for like what things will average out to on mm -hmm. both sides of that. And so they can back out, you know, if I am offered a better price uh, or if I'm offered the right price compared to my numbers, like I'll bet on that, but I only bet it if I'm getting the right price. And okay. Okay. I'm guessing most people when they're looking at sports bets, they don't really care about the price they're getting on their bet nearly as right. much as they should. They're listening to mm. whoever has the hottest takes and be like, oh, yeah, this is definitely going to happen. Like, I'll bet, you know, even take the Super Bowl. Like, oh, yeah, I'll bet Rams minus three, right? right. The same people will probably bet Rams minus two, Rams minus four, Rams minus five, just as equally as much because, you know, I listen to my guy. He's got the right take. It doesn't really matter, like, what the price is. Right. And that's the difference between the amateur and the professional gambler is that mm. they have very clear lines on exactly 
what price they will bet at and what they won't. And okay. so introducing that price sensitivity, I'm only going to hit this when I get a favorable price is the easiest way that you can help yourself win a lot more money and getting a sense for what is a good price and what is a fair price for the thing I want to bet on. Okay. So what we're looking at now, we're looking at Sixers, Wizards. Can you help me make some games of skill right now? Because I'm awful at this. <laughs> can you tell me? Sure. Or, or, okay. Maybe you can tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, no maybe worries. Maybe tell me so, what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. So we can go through, like, if you have a take on a game, Mm-hmm. We can figure out exactly like how that translates into like you know oh, yes. different things you could do to try to get a little bit more money. Spoiler alert, it may not be an underdog, so maybe I'm about to get fired in five minutes for not promoting <laughs> yeah, this you're uh, done, product. Buddy. But you um, know, I think they gave me the go here to to remind everyone that there are these sites called DraftKings and FanDuel that you can also bet on money. Like I never I heard of people them. Might, yeah, I I I, I, I hate to have ruined the surprise for all of the <laughs> listeners here. Um, but, I mean, you, if you're gonna talk about like off sea, offshore betting stuff, man, I, I don't really get my I don't really get my hands dirty uh, with that. Um, and it, no, and that actually is a good point. Uh, for the record, none, all of the sites that we're linking to on BetScope are all firmly onshore. We're not supporting offshore <laughs> yet. Maybe you will, but this is all legal operations only. So let's Definitely. go through an example here, and let's take a look at. Um, let's click on Tobias Harris's rebounds. Okay. Right? So right now you may notice at the top that there's a green bar note like on uh, on some of those cases, right? Mm-hmm. That's indicator that's an indicator that there are very different prices offered on both sides of that bet at different sports books. And so okay. one of the most common habits that every successful better will do is uh, go through what they call line shopping. Finding going through all of the different books and seeing for the same bet that they're all, that's offered, what is the price on both sides of this? Uh, right. the, the slang term for it is having outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the guiding principles of successful sports betting is having active accounts at every single place possible that will take your bet. And that includes underdog because, you know, the, yes, the, promo code lines for real. They, <laughs> the promo lines that they offer are a different way of getting your money down on whatever thing you think is going to happen in the game. Even if it's comparing to someone else, like they have a line and they have a price and it's a form of, you know, different stats. But looking at Harris's rebounds, you know, you can get Mm -hmm. very different prices on both sides of Tobias Harris's rebounds prop. uh, And it behooves you on no matter what side you want to be on, always being aware of the best possible price you can get across all sports books. That's a very important habit to start picking up immediately. Yeah. So what is that? Yeah, say that again for me if you can, for everybody if you can. Yeah, if you want to be, you know, a good sports better and game of skiller, game of game of skiller, a game of skiller, you have to be religious about when you want to bet, when you want to bet on a prop, always getting the best price possible. And the way you get the best price possible is to search for the best price across all different sports books. Mm-hmm. Uh, to people, a lot of people getting into this they are shocked to figure out that the prices are not all the same at DraftKings and FanDuel, William Hill, BetMGM, all these places. All of these places are running different operations. All of these places will change their prices uh, with different frequency. They'll respond to news to update their lines when you know players go out and they have to recalculate things. Some of them are quicker and better at it than others. Some of them just have different internal pricing models. 
and all you don't need to worry about why they have different prices. They you only do. need to worry about yeah. the fact that they just do, and yeah. you are doing yourself a disservice uh, by not giving yourself the best possible price at all times. Because over the long run, like boosting your winning by finding the best price by something like five percent over the long run is the difference become between being a winning player and a losing player. You're you're not a losing player because you pick everything wrong. You're a losing yes, I player. Am. Well, <laughs> yes, I am. You you have well, seen my slips. Dude, even you over the long term, like if you are like going to be a losing player, it's not because you pick wrong. It's because they grind it out of you like a slot machine, four cents in the dollar at a time, because if you're just not picking the best price, like you're just they're just going to grind it out of you like it's blackjack or it's roulette Mm -hmm. or trying to make it like a game of chance as much as possible. So the easiest way you can fight back is by looking for all the best prices at all at every single time. Yeah, and the the way I apply the, something like this to underdog is you look for something that on a book, if a book is offering it at minus 159 and it's on underdog, that's the kind of thing you want to put in because it's projected to be that that juicy, so that means it's more likely to hit. That's just how right, I like look you, at you, it. You do your research across yeah. the books to make sure, like, okay, yeah. this is tracking. Yep. So, like, I, I'll look right, I'm just looking right now at, Joel B, 32 and a half points. Can we click on that? Yep. Yeah. So, okay, so no green there. No green. What does that mean? Right. So what the green means is that there's not a huge price difference across the books. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter, like, there's no favorable advantage. There mm-hmm. are different colors that pop up for these different books when we identify different type of price discrepancies. Okay. Green means that... Um, basically, like the, there's a concept called hold, which is basically it's a, it's the fancy way of saying the juice. Mm-hmm. And for props, the juice usually runs around like you know if you have an over under on like six and a half rebounds at minus one fifteen on each side, mm-hmm. the juice is around six percent. Yep. So what we'll do is uh, a green indicates that if you look at the like you know if you combine sports books and you see that you know like they're like there's a the over and the under have a small enough juice when you could mm-hmm. like when you calculate what's called the, the synthetic hold, which is basically looking at the best overprice and the best underprice and combining that okay. into your like single sports book. That's a spot when the synthetic hold or the synthetic juice is basically less than 1%. And so that indicates that it's a market that you might want to target because uh-huh. if you can bet into something where you're getting, you know, bled out maybe like 1% instead of 6%, that's right. where you actually have a chance That's of breaking through and winning more often. So what yeah. was the what was the is that Maxi's assist? What's the blue? Yeah. So Maxi's right now I'm assist. Saying, like five and a half assists is what I'm seeing now. So Maxi's assist when you have a blue our color coding for blue is sometimes there's a split market because what what you get occasionally is one book you can see here in Maxi's assist, most books are offering over under four and a half, but they're heavily juicing the over four and a half. So like the real line is somewhere between four and a half and five and a half mm-hmm. assists for maxi, right? So I should take the under on five and a half. So it depends on what price you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're getting, if you can get an under at five and a half, that is, you know, like even on both sides, that means they didn't juice the under enough. And enough, most folks right. will try to juice the under so the enough so that you know, you see by juicing, you mean like, like enticing people to take it, right? Mm-hmm. Or the other way around, like you make it. Like oh, it's you good. Make, uh, yeah. So like, if you, um, you know, because if they know that um, 
their line is over under four and a half, but they're more likely to go over four than not, they'll make it a worse payout, like a 160, not like gotcha. a minus 160, gotcha. not gotcha. minus gotcha. a 110. Gotcha. And so if someone wants to do, you know, roughly the same line where they say minus, uh, over under five and a half, they're going to want to make the under five and a half payout way less, just like they want to make the over four and a half payout way less. So that's their way of like trying to, you know, get somewhere close enough. Because if they have a different over under number, just they ballpark. want the payout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to ballpark it. And sometimes, you. sometimes these props like don't juice their line enough. Like let's say that, um, you know, let's say you had exactly like minus one ten for four and a half and minus five and a half and one ten for and you spotted two books that did that Hmm. in theory you could actually bet both of those because you know like most of the time one of those is going to hit but like sometimes you can find favorable prices enough where you can you can middle that and if maxi hits exactly five assists then both of those win and so the question then becomes what price on both of those numbers makes that middle profitable and so we will try to do all the math to figure out like if that's highlighted blue at least mm. one of those sides is not you know priced correctly enough they didn't like they didn't adjust the under five and a half or the over four and a half uh to be make it worthwhile you can have similar stuff where if everyone else is um i don't know if we have a purple line here or not but you'll get some other games occasionally yeah, <clears throat> really um, and our games drop, and I think the Magic Pacers has one that's yep. a pretty good example. Cole, Cole Anthony's Anthony. rebounds. Yeah, there we go. Cole Anthony rebounds. Yeah. So let's take a look at our very simple rule for that game. Let's just say that the correct pricing is see how everyone else is on like under five and a half, like minus 160 yep. about. If someone was doing, you know, FanDuel's doing over four and a half, you'd expect them to also like, you know, why wouldn't they have over four and a half minus 160, just like under five and a half minus 160. Mm-hmm. They're only at minus 145. Then we do a lot of complicated math under the hood to spot exactly when they don't price that over well enough. And so that's, that's right, kind of right. like a line that sticks out. Uh, and that's like, you know, something that they didn't shade enough. And that's a market that you might want to target. So all we're doing right now is looking at when the prices between two or more sports books are far enough apart because those are the markets that you really want to target. And we'll get into- When they are far apart. Yeah, exactly. When the pricing is far enough apart uh-huh. and like- it's starting to a, come together. <laughs> yep. So the, the most important trait of all those professional bettors is that they're acutely price sensitive. And unless you have some deep math background to note, like NBA props, even if you are well-versed in this stuff, it's hard to know exactly when the line is between when like it's priced good and when it's priced bad. Yep. And that's why it's great to have a tool like Vetscope to just do that math automatically. Mm-hmm. Why haven't they had you killed yet? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've only been out here a week. Uh, there are some interesting <laughs> questions. I mean, there, there are longer conversations on why they let uh, prices like these persist. You know, one of the dirty secrets about prop markets is a lot of times they intend them as a loss leader just to try to get people in the door. And so right. that's why you see, oh, by the way, you're looking at a particular interesting example right now. Like, Yeah, what's an orange dot. about? Orange dot is uh, what's known as arbitrage. Who are we looking and at there? What's uh, Jokic? Yes, Jokic PRAs. PRAs. Yes. Let's see what we got on that 
here. Arbitrage. So arbitrage is my favorite kind of mispricing because you literally need to know nothing about sports in order to count. I'm listening. <laughs> so here's the basic rule is like taking a look at that. See how all of these things are. You know, there are a bunch of lines on 49 and a half, right? Mm. Anytime that there's a plus that's bigger than a minus on the other side of it, you can bet both sides and lock in a guaranteed profit. So, like, there are plenty of sites that will do that for you where they just all they do is look for arbitrage situations. And they will say, if you bet this amount at Sugar House and this amount at William Hill, one of those bets will win, one of those bets will lose, but you are guaranteed to lock in a profit automatically. Now, uh, as Connor says in the chat, he said, arbitrage is frowned upon, no? It is. They don't necessarily <laughs> like it when you do arbitrage. I can't imagine with, they do. <laughs> that comes with a whole other series of issues. But like, I mean, eventually, spoiler alert, if you get too good at this, like they will eventually limit your account. And there right. are ways to disguise your action. But like, I think for most people, just getting you aware of price sensitivity means that like, you don't start looking for the specific angle that you want to take in a game and just like, you know, looking for the markets accordingly, you're looking for, you're looking for mispriced opportunities and arbitrage situations first, and then you can figure out where I can apply my hunches. Cause yeah, once you true. start, you know, once your third eye is open on looking for the best <laughs> price at all times, then like, now you, you have you addicted to it. You got so to. Many, yeah. yeah. And like, you're, you're also looking for so many more different things beyond like, what's my original hunch on the game. So yes, arbitrage yeah. is frowned upon, but like, it is a way to make. I mean, it is literally guaranteed money. There are. Um, That's what Greg the, says. Arbitrage is one of those things that looks and sounds illegal, and it's not a hundred percent not. So it's frowned upon when you're both. Uh, when you're betting both sides on the same book. No, the, well, arbitrage. Op- yeah, uh, arbitrage opportunities only arise when you're betting different sides across yeah. two different books. They have no real way to track you if you're doing that across right. different books. They're not like colluding and sharing their information. So they can only see like exactly what you're doing. Right. Usually um, when arbitrage situations exist, mm-hmm. it's actually more beneficial because like it's usually because one side is a good bet and one side is a bad bet. And so over the long run, it's more beneficial for you just to play the side that's a good bet and okay. figuring out what it is. Uh, there are a bunch of different ways to do it. But for Jokic's like, market here, just eyeballing it, it's pretty easy to see that Sugar House fucked up by leaving like a plus 109 on the under. Yeah. Because no one else is doing that. So mm-hmm. knowing nothing else, you can just bet that without yeah. having to figure out exactly what without side Without anything else, yeah. There are some other tools of Betscope, like where, like when you actually, you know, use a correlations engine and update stats, like there is a calculator that will do that automatically. Uh, but we'll get into that, you know, when we need to. Gotcha. Um, but one of the other features, you know, as we're looking through all these pages, because uh, uh, SexJ, you pointed it out a lot, mm-hmm. is just even like when you're picking your underdog picks, incorporating like what is the market price for all of these props is just a great way to get started. And mm-hmm. you're correctly saying like, all right, yeah. well, if the, you know, the, if one of the sides is really minus, that means mm-hmm. they think it's gonna be a little bit over that. All of these projections that you he- see here on Betscope are derived from those market prices. So instead of you having to squint, 
mm-hmm. and being like, eh, it's minus 130, minus 140, minus 150. I think it's like something like that. Yeah. yeah. We'll do the hard work of converting that into a projected average. And there yeah, is some pretty complicated math using some distributions and range of outcomes that no one wants to do, but we're doing that automatically under the hood every time the odds update every 60 seconds. Um, there are a lot of different ways to check market prices and compare them to underdog props to see, you know, does the market agree with it? Because usually like if you, yeah, you can get a good spot where like if underdog is a little bit slow to update their lines based on the latest market information, like if they have it as Cole Anthony's like rebounds, like implied assists or whatever, implied rebounds, implied assists, like four and a half and the Mm. market always moved to five and a half. You definitely want to pick like Cole Anthony under or over like four and a half because they're leaving out a stale line. What's going on there? Yep. Yeah, and okay. so there are a bunch of and so there are a bunch of different ways to check like what are the market prices and all of that. I don't think any of them are very good for props because <laughs> you kind of have to eyeball it. None of them do the hard work of converting them into a single number you can look at. Mm-hmm. Right. We do that at BetScope, and so I do like this format because it just takes the thinking out of you, so you can just compare underdogs props to the numbers. You see for all of the stuff at BetScope. Listen, so I'll never think, Colin. Like you, you can offer to take the thinking out. I'll never think. Uh, I will I gladly <laughs> engineer this thing to do all the thinking for you. That's please, man. Um, I feel like I do. Have what to, it's for? Is in the chat. I feel like you're a red pill guy, Colin. I mean, you, I, that do you had... know what that? Do you know what that means? Like, in not in Matrix terms, but in terms of a, it was a meme that was going around somewhat recently. I think I'm, someone's calling me an incel, and so no, I don't know how to respond no, to that. No, 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 that's no, not the nope. no, 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 not that. No, so not our, that pill. So our uh, our <laughs> our red pill versus blue pill is um, the red pill is you're reborn at six years old with all the knowledge you have right now, and you can just live your life with all that knowledge. And the blue pill is ten million dollars. So uh, right now. So there's oh that oh no yeah. I remember that one no I take the ten million in a heartbeat because like if you really want to play that out like there are some problematic situations you get into like what happens when like you're thirteen and start dating people again like am I criminal now Yeah like, that, exactly that's what I'm saying also no. you're six and it's like man I sure could go for a beer uh, yeah like I have to interact do it for fifteen I, years like. I'm a grown ass man, and all I have to do is talk to other six year olds, and I can't do shit. That sounds awful. Thank you. Okay. That is the bad place. I'm glad the numbers support us. And I mean, Colin, Colin's a money man. He's going to take that 10 million, and that 10 million is going to be 100 million if you give him that. You better be careful with that 10 million. Yeah, I can buy a new life. Like, but at that point, like, For oh sure. yeah, I'm old and decrepit. Like, whatever. I'm bank. Just park it in like an ETF, and I'll be able to buy my cyber lens in no time. Andrew said he had. Uh, you're just teaching other fifth graders about arbitrage uh, <laughs> and recess. And now the thing is, if you see bulls minus three, uh, <laughs> I don't know. In I, fairness, like I can yeah. think of no cooler way to get kicked out of middle school than running an illicit gambling ring. It's way yeah. cooler than anything I. Well, it's it's one of those. Grade. One day you get like in the TV show of it, it's the principal like dropping you off saying you're kicked out. And as soon as the door closes, it knocks again. And it's the mob. They want you to come work for them. They got some work for you. Uh, they want you polishing uh, shoes down at the at the old bar as a way to get you on that side of uh, of, the, of the game. We, I really like this Goodfellas reboot. All my life, as far as I remember, I, all I wanted to be was a reincarnated six-year-old. That's right. Yeah, that's... I, 
we heard I there can't was believe a anyone would ever choose the red pill. No, that, like, no, that's straight up insane. You're like you're glossing over how much your life sucks as a six year old when you don't that, know anything. That was that was my whole point. That was like our whole thing. It's like I don't think one. You, it's been too long since you've been six, which I get. But it's like if you have any like six year old like in your family or anything, it's like man, they gotta go to bed or like they gotta drink milk, whatever he did. Like you don't get to do shit. <laughs> and you're, you you can do shit for the it's like okay but one day i'm gonna buy starbucks it's like <laughs> okay no like even if you pick every single super bowl right like great like you you do through all of, you have a 20 years of shitty existence to end up with 50 million instead of 10 million is your quality of life really that much different like, no that's nope. yeah now uh yeah, I just said the red pill guy is still talking about the girl that got away in eighth grade. I was like, anybody took the red pills, like y'all, y'all want to go back and try to be cool. Yeah. If yep. you knew how to be cool, you'd have been cool the first time. So exactly. I, I feel like I feel like you still not gonna have. I feel, everybody thinks I feel like they would get back. It's like, oh, okay, this happens. I know the perfect thing to say. You get back, you freeze up again, stupid. You're six. You're six years old. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think that's being leaned on heavily enough. <laughs> that you were in literal kindergarten, you have to go back and it's like, this is a triangle. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> it's going to hit. So, like I mean, <laughs> but then th that they they would say to that, oh, I'll just drop out of school. I'm smart enough to get yeah, by. I'll, I'll take, I'll take the GED at six. Six? <laughs> like, no, you don't want that Doogie Hauser life either. Like the second that you like get to be that weird prodigy stuff, then like you're, yeah. you're plucked out and you're, you're a weird. lab rat forever. Like, yeah. Weird. Like, no hoes. No. Yep. Nobody wants to. You ain't gonna have no hoes. <laughs> Doogie Hauser didn't have no hoes. Um, no, no. There yeah. was a there was a dude in my high school who graduated at fourteen, and his life sucked because he was wow. a fourteen year old hanging out with eighteen year olds. Imagining like going like even further back, and you just have to be that like among just like walking amongst actual giants because you're not even. Yeah. That's miserable. No, you'd get bullied so hard. You you, you would need yeah. like protection, like from a, a an older kid. You'd be the <laughs> ultimate know-it-all guy. Like literally, they will whoop your ass every single day. Yeah, every no one, single no day. One, no one's gonna think you're cool. They're gonna think you're a freak because you are because you're a grown ass right. man, yeah. six year old's body. <laughs> that they oh oh wow he hit Broncos plus six. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> He is so cool. Put him, put him back in the locker. Yeah. Shut up, nerd. Yeah. No, it's just going to be like, tell me who to bet on or like, I'll fucking stuff you in a locker. Like, you're not going to be cool. Yeah. You're just going to be exploited the whole time. I remember when I got to college, it was one of those, it was like, yeah, that kid's 14. And it was one of those like, like nice enough kid, but it's like, this just doesn't seem fun for you in any way at all. <laughs> right, no. like even if you make some hay, it's like okay, yeah, the bell rings. You gonna come to the bar with? Uh, you know what I'm saying? You what? You go home, and I don't know what fourteen. Mm -hmm. You play some video games. I'm probably the same shit we do now, but uh, no, it's it wouldn't be a good time. I I won't even no. hear it. I won't I won't hear it. Ah, no, I'm 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 thrilled uh, to hear that you're not a red pill guy. And thank oh, God, God for that. No. Thank God. God no. Chad tried to disparage yeah. a good man today. No, you you beat the red pill <laughs> allegations. Uh, and I just, I just want I want that sound bite out of context. Like that's, <laughs> that's gonna be my rap. 
that's your uh, yeah, that's your producer tag. Um, <laughs> Colin Day, I don't, won't take up too much more of your time. Thank you so much for joining us, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at these numbers and pretend I know what's going on, and then I'm gonna make some picks on some games of skills. What I'll oh do. yeah, next time we're gonna we haven't even scratched the surface, by the way, of what this thing can do. Uh, just to give you a sneak preview, anytime that you think, let's say you want to bet on any of this stuff, because you guys are going to have your hunches. You, you mm-hmm. think that number looks bullshit. Like what mm. you can do is you can lower that. You can change that in the box. Pick any profit you want, like Ooh. make it higher or lower, any amount you want. Okay. What it will do, so what you'll do, like once you get the number that you think it really should be, you can go down to that calculate stats button. Mm. And what it will do is in a world in which you're right, a whole bunch of other different like outcomes are also going to be different, and so it'll calculate those correlated know. changes. So this is some also- butterfly effect shit. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. It calculates what the hell, the man? Butterf- it calculates the butterfly effect, updates mm. all the other numbers, and then pings every number you've generated against every price of every sports book, and spits out all the different markets you should be attacking to exploit all of those price inefficiencies on the right. Click on any one of those numbers on the right, and it'll take you directly to the sports book where you can put down your action as soon as possible. Wow. wow. That's saw, actually, stroke, that's, that's very awesome. Saw you stroking awesome. the chin there, Scoob. I mean, saw you stroking the chin. It, it, I, I'm a guy that will talk himself into anything, and I like that I can talk myself into something this way. I like that. I, I like that. I just pushed that number. I was like, okay, so what if I think Spencer Dinwiddie scores? 97 points tonight. It's I like, like huh, that. No, nobody else is nobody else is on this one. <laughs> I'm going to get in early. So, uh, so here's the catch with that. Like, if you got a hunch and you can say Dinwiddie is going to go off, the tricky part, and this is where all it comes together, is the best way for you to win in the long mm-hmm. term is not to just look for di- the best points you get at Dinwiddie's, like, prop bet or points at any other market. Mm-hmm. You bet on the butterfly effect outcomes from if Dinwiddie does go off, bet on those butterfly effect outcomes at places that screwed up their pricing. Yes. And so the way to get exposure to Dinwiddie's, I, this is a lot, I know, this is where it actually gets red pill matrix because yeah. like we're now we're oh, living in simulation and all of that. But <laughs> one of the reasons we built BetScope is to have the best way to capitalize on those pricing mistakes by the sports book. You can bet your own hunches all you want, but you're better off betting your kind of core. I trill. I love that, like just term for it, the butterfly effect outcomes for the original mm. one. Betting on the butterfly effect outcomes with pricing mistakes is the best way that you're capitalizing on all of the pricing mistakes that sports that pricing mistakes that sports books make. And uh, we'll spit out and tell you exactly where you should be betting those at every single different sports book. Interesting. That's and where can the people find it? Betscope.io. Betscope.io. We do have a tutorial video up there kind of explaining exactly how the tool works, how mm-hmm. you're For the dumb dumb. For us. Dude, <laughs> I'm the first to say no 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 no. There's like I am the first one to say I drop an incredibly complicated process on the world and not necessarily great ways to explain it. So if you know people don't Same. understand it, that's my fault. And I got to do a better job of making sure that people are know how to use this thing. To now, see, I'm a, I'm on the other side of like I don't like when I step on an airplane, I don't need to understand how everything works because I understand that there are people who know how this works. Right? You, tr- you trust the pilot knows. I what trust he's doing. the pilot. I trust the staff. <laughs> 
you are the pot and uh let's i was gonna say we'll have you on again uh, if uh like the chat is saying the people seem to like you but we are all afraid the cia is gonna you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh ixnay well, that's uh that, that's fine. Well, my next my next location will be from a Turkmenistan black site, and like the, yeah, as long as they have like let's go aisle backwards. Country, yeah, just, <laughs> as long as like whatever rogue dictator nation I'm in still has working internet connection, then I haven't shut it down for either like centralized protest or Bitcoin is ruining their electricity grid. <laughs> I'll be broadcasting from those places. Perfectly fine. Hell yeah. Colin's gonna call call in from a different location every single right. time. Yeah, where yeah, he's like, I'm actually uh I'm literally eight thousand leagues under the sea. Uh it's safe here. Um, no, Colin Dave, that thank you so much, actually bro. guy got caught in Costa Rica or something like that. Like I yes, think it sounds like yes. a great sounds like a great life guy to emulate for yep. my road betting tool that is just hitting sports books at all of its weakest points. Yep. I think that should definitely be the I like the vision, the vision board. <laughs> uh for this uh colin yeah, davy thank you so much man hey thanks for having me on guys much appreciated of course all right take care you too take care i gotta say man all right it's... i don't i think that's that's been my entire issue yeah i've been yeah. using hunches hunches I've been only, yeah. i should have i should have used hard data yeah, hard data. You need the numbers. If you don't have the numbers, you have nothing. That is what nothing. many people have been saying to us. Uh-huh. Oh, wait a minute. We're seeing are we seeing some shenanigans? Ooh, they heard us talking about Maxius. Shen- underdog took the uh, see that's how you know they Ooh, they heard us. They heard us. All right. We gonna <laughs> talk to Colin again. He's like, uh guys, I can't. I'm uh <laughs> He's gonna be whispering the entire time. <laughs> I'm uh, hiding under my bed right now. Uh, MGM Grand is outside my door. I'll uh, I'll call you back. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to relook at some of that stuff, man. This is. Uh, uh, I, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of info to take in at once. But I mean, it made a lot of sense to me. Like, it's one of the it's a thing. If you take it in like 20 steps it's impossible mm-hmm. so i think he did a good he's like okay this is one yep. one leads to two that's yep. why i was like okay i get that two leads to three yeah got you so if you follow if you track it that way yep so yeah it uh i could never like say it's one of those like uh it makes sense when the teacher teaches you in class yeah and it's like yeah you just do that on the test and i was yeah. like what yeah um but no, I think I think yeah, we got Trillylytics now. We were gonna have our own analytics now. That's right. Um interesting. So using yeah. that info, do we want to do our games of skill for today then? Yes. I feel like a man of uh much knowledge. Yeah. Also, also would like it noted. I won another game of skill last night. No way. I'm hot, Daddy. I'm hot. Now hold on, because I am absolutely I'm cursed. Like guys aren't even they're getting hurt and stuff for me now. This is so I went, something's going I went, on. I went under for Booker, over for Towns, whiffed on both of those. I went under for Giannis's assist. Of course, he had eleven. Um, under for Dinwiddie, nailed that. He is just not playing well right now. Very bad. But Wendell Carter revenge game. It was twenty six and a half. Uh, PRA, he had 38. 
Gary Trent over 18 and a half. He's still hot, 33 points. Yep. I think he just I think it's five straight games of 30 plus points and five threes made. And it's like I think like Steph, Harden, somebody else. It's four names. Uh, Gary Trent, Steph Harden. Oof, I can't remember. Was it Kyrie? No. Durant? Yeah, Durant. I don't know. Yeah. Some like elite. The elite names. Mm-hmm. Uh and now Gary Trent. And even more important. Won me a game of skill, so I will love Gary Trent forever. Uh, yeah, I I doubted him last night. <laughs> I wasn't smart. <laughs> Shame. Shame on you, school. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we got a free square today. We got a little free square for the folks. Okay, you going over? Um, uh, do I think John Morant will score a point? Now this is a really tough question. I mean, he's against. I'm gonna... I'm gonna fade you. I'm going under. I don't think he does it. <laughs> let's see. He's got okay. Let's see. Let's see. He's got 34. He's 37, 34. Um, 37, 34. So I mean, hey, he's a pretty good basketball player. I'm fading it, man. No, I'm going. Oh, yeah. I'm, no, I'm taking my free score. I think we have to yeah, do. Yeah, no, give me. You got. You got to get your free. Uh, yeah, gotta get your take free. Away. Do they have any Isaiah Jackson props? That's a good question. Uh no, because they know that's a lock. Cowards. Uh, yeah, and I think what I'm doing, I'm gonna do here is I'm not. Gonna, yeah, what are you looking at? I'm. I can't fade you because you're hot right now. So I can't. That's right. I was gonna say, don't, I, don't I, do it. I can't fade. It's not working for me. So I, I think we're just gonna have to have rival cards, and I'm gonna have to see if I can get a win <laughs> here for real. Like, yeah, get off. Listen, you gotta get off the schneid, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. I can't miss now. So, uh, uh, Nick Moy, your free square. It should be when you go to underdog NBA pickums. It should just be at the top under special lines. Yeah. Yeah. May have to update your app. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Update yeah. May the have app. To, may, yep. If it's if it's not showing for you, you, may have to update your app. Yep. And it will be showing up. I will be taking yes the over on. Uh, I think he gets more than one. Call me crazy. Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna say he gets you... about thirty of them. <laughs> <laughs> Dinwiddie. 15 and a half points. Like, again, he is just bad. I don't know. Seven points last game, 10 the game before, five the game before. Like, he's just not playing. Again, tried to be a leader. And they, I, I, I don't know if he hates the team. They hate him. I think they hate him. I'm going under there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go under. I'm going under there. Oh, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah. He, oh, uh, listen, I'm hot, baby. If there's ever I, a time true. you want to ride, that's if true. there's ever a time you want to ride with me. I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride. Now. I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the under. Oh, okay. Yeah. T- um, Eels out. It me... hasn't mattered. A money. He's been bad without Beal. I was gonna say. I feel like he's just been bad with like it. Just. Oh, some of your picks are no longer available. Uh oh. Oh, the jaw special. What happened? Uh huh. Oh, were they we... gonna change? Are we too late? They're gonna change it to like forty-eight points. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell? The Jaw special has gone away. They took it from us. They said these guys were both going to win. We can't have that today. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, well, let me. I still want that under on Dinwiddie. I don't. Yeah, I'm still. Yeah. Uh, What else we got? Embiid. We like any. Em- mm-hmm. Embiid's 32 and a half. Did not play last game in which they won. So he's had he like he's been on a tear and has had a night off of rest or a couple nights off rest. Oh, and yeah, in the chat, Colin Colin's Twitter ads, um, 
uh, it's ADJ Baseline and yes. Betscope IO. Make sure you give a follow. Yes, please. That's my. I was looking for. I was like, I know there's something with this ad, and I didn't find. But yes, we can put those up. Yes. Before they run in Colin's house and yes. duct tape him. Yes. Um, I don't know if I said give it one minute. No. <laughs> give it one. How about that? Oh, there, it's back. It's back. Yeah, okay. We're good. We're all good. Right. Yeah. All right. Dude, imagine they put it back and it said 100 points. <laughs> Dude, no, they should no, do be, that. Yeah. I want to oh, take. A, that is a good booster. You take the under then. Yeah, though no, that's a that's a really good booster. Oh but my god! It has, but it has to be one of those things like, as soon as they do that, everybody in the chat, we all agree to just at John Morant. Like, <laughs> hey, underdog doesn't think you can score a hundred points, and he's yes. like, oh, oh yeah, okay. Uh, no, they shouldn't do, firing. Don't do a hundred. Do like what's something like manageable, like fifty. Like we'll get a fifty point game out of it. I'm trying, yeah, no, like a fifty. You would. I was gonna say so many people would blow their boosters. Me, I'm so many people. Dude, I'm taking um, the over. If we could taunt them enough, get them to react. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> they said you won't uh-huh. do this. Yeah, oh man, they 78 points. Man, oh man. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I do know the bet scope. I mean, the bet scope says the points. The points. Uh, it's uh. Was it a little 14 and a half, right? Yeah, and it's looking like they kind of like the over. The over 14 and a half. The, the books do. The books do, but the books... They're are... like, oh, for, but what about 15 and a half? How far over are we talking? See, it's, when you go to 15 and a half, it starts climbing up, then the under does. Uh-huh. See, I just don't think, with, with how cold he is, the books... Yeah, see, I don't... I'll say this. I also don't know if I want to pair my boost with that, though. Oh, yeah. You don't... Yeah, you, you see, sometimes you don't want to root for an under with a boost, you know? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, I need some... I might... I'm, I'm thinking of Embiid 32 and a half points. Ooh. I want to see... What's that, What's everybody got? What's everybody putting their boost with? That's that's too what's much... What's everybody in the chat putting their, putting their boost? 32? It's, it's high, man. I wish it was 12. Washington, 12, they man. could get they could get blown out, you know? Yeah. I thought he could have 29 points in, like, 22 minutes, and he just sits down. Let me see what do I like? Yeah, I'm off that. I don't want either one of them. Ooh, Lamelo Ball playing Boston. Okay, Triple J, twenty three and a half PR. Ah, he just kind of doesn't really do a lot of other stuff. Wait, Terry Rozier used to play for the Celtics, right? Yes. Oh, it's a Terry revenge game. I'm putting the over. Ter- Ooh, okay. Now nah, there's some. Uh, I don't think there's any love lost there. Um, Twenty-seven and a it? half is PRA. It I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's at Boston. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, you're going over. I'm going over. Ah, you've been kind of cold, but revenge. Now nah, I'm going. Ch- Chat's telling me to take Kyle Kuzma over twenty-eight and a half. I saw. Uh, yeah, IB said that. I'll do He's it. There, I'll, I'll do it oh, for okay. IB. I'll do it. I'll for do it for. You. Yeah, I'll ride. Look, we're riding with IB today. Um, bro, um, this does not hit. If if you break my cold streak, I'd be. Ooh, you know I'm hot right now. They don't want to talk about how hot I am, right? Now. Okay, I'll I'll take that over. I'll say Robert Williams. Um, Robert Williams. He he always gets um a lot of rebounds, and now he's against Charlotte, who's pretty weak inside. Yeah, he's got the Mason Plumley to do with. Yeah. I feel like let's see what's 
I feel like Miles Bridges, 27 and a half, doesn't feel like that big of a number for just points and rebounds. Yeah, no, he know he could get close to that with just points. I, that's what I'm saying. So um I think I'll yeah, give me that Miles Bridges. I like the over there. I think I will go in on that Terry Revenge game though. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm put I'm putting Kuzma, Miles, and Terry in one. And I still I'm saving what do I want to put my boost with? Because for- I'm definitely a kid in the can. I will not save my boost for like even tomorrow. No. I need to use it right now. Yeah, no, I'm putting this boost in with the four way. I'm putting it is it burning a, a four. Oh, baby. Oh, it's burning th- a hole th- in my pocket. You think I should just do three? I think I got to do four here. I got to do four. I, I mean, if you're doing a four, it's basically a three. Yeah, right? so yeah, exactly. If you, exactly. If you think Charles scores one bucket, exactly. Um, exactly. Evan Mobley. Nah, boy, screw me last time. Yeah, I'm not. I'm off Evan Mobley. Off. Um. Um. Hmm. 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 Ooh, Josh Giddy. No, they're pretty good at defending them. Jesus Christ, what do I need here? Oh, Kyrie. Okay, I was gonna say. Oh, just (laughs) look at Kyrie against the Kings. Been playing really well, man. Um, what about ooh, Patty oh, Mills? Patty Mills, 14 and a half. And uh, with Kyrie playing, maybe not. Yeah, I was gonna say, if they were home, maybe. Wait, um, wait you, you, you don't, do you want to go in on Kyrie Irving, two and a half, three pointers made? What, uh, what side are you leaning? I think over. The Kings aren't very good at guarding point guards. I, I lose every single three point. No, I'm staying away from it. I will not do another. I said no more. I'm taking it. I'm doing it. He's going to make three. I am going Jokic, 50 and a half PRA. That's a big number. Oh, there's Even more. With the Wait. Oh, there's more. Hold on. Yeah, we got a big slate tonight. Huge slate. Takes. Wow. I'm going. Okay. Oh, man. Denver at Utah. Oh, they still have no. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. No, no. Give me, still no go bear. Give me. I just want the rebounds. Give me over thirteen and a half rebounds for Jokic. Okay. okay. Give me that. That's what I'm putting with my booster. Oof. Okay. Playing it safe. Playing it safe, Scoop. Ooh. Can't wait to lose. You know who I'm gonna take? I'm taking bounce, little bounce back game here. He burned me last night. I'm gonna take him. He's probable. He's probable. He's got a hip contusion. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Simons. Uh-oh. Okay. Simons. Uh-oh. I was going to say hip. The... I don't like that. Yeah, if he's got I the don't like that. bum hip, maybe not, then. I don't like that. Yeah, I'm a hard hitter. I hit these three points. I don't think I've ever hit a single one. Like, not one. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm like, yeah, oh, Steph Curry can hit nine and a half threes. <laughs> I'm going to go Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, 28 and okay. a half points rebounds. That's, okay. That's my boy. He's going to body AD tonight. Stop this. It's. I mean, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I mean, it's gonna I, I, you happen. look already locked in my. It's gonna happen. Deal, I, I, you know what? I might listen back to what Colin said. Click through Betscope and then get on a little AD action after I'm more informed. An informed game Ooh. of skillers a dangerous. I mean, game of exactly. You've got mm-hmm. the edge now. You've got them right mm-hmm. where you right where you want them. Yeah. So, yeah. If you want to jump in with us again, get that job booster. They already, you already saw them take it down earlier. I locked mine in before they get any any wise ideas. Yep. Go lock that in. Underdog app. Promo code TRILL. Get your first deposit matched up to $100. Normally, I'll tell you fade with me. Now, I'm telling you to ride with I'm telling you to get in the back seat, man. I'm hot. 
I'm, I'm hot. I mean, at this point, it's it's my card. You might be feeling a little testy with, but I keep going. Yeah, so, I keep going two and two. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I mean, listen, you 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 take a two and you go five hundred. You take that all day. Yeah, yeah. You take that all day. So, like, yeah, yeah big show today. Uh, Great show wild, today. We have wild news early. Thank you to Taylor Rooks for coming on. Thank you to Colin Davey for coming on. Thank you to everyone here for just being here. Um, yeah, let's see if we can maybe, maybe, maybe have a good day today or a good <laughs> night. I know as soon as we got off here yesterday, the news the floor broke. is new. Yeah, the, like I, 15 I was like, minutes they, later. I said they did this on purpose. Yep, yep. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we'll wake up to something good. So we will catch you 21 hours from now. Look out for somebody because somebody looked out for you. And again, if you are enjoying this or if you're not, give us a thumbs up anyway. Lie to the analytics. Really stick it to Colin and his, uh, his type. Uh, <laughs> and we'll catch you tomorrow. Peace out, everybody.